this is the final podcast, guys. Let's push that. Let's really push this one, you know. That's it. From the ground up, it's, it's, it's done. <laughs> it's, it's, it's now called From the Ground Down. Welcome to From the Ground Up, where we talk to reptile keepers and breeders about all things cold-blooded. Sit back and have a beer with us. Well, some of you are driving. If you're driving, keep your hands tended to and enjoy the show. Here we are. We are live. Welcome to From the Ground Up podcast, Mardi Gras edition. Mardi Gras edition. Did I pronounce that good enough for you? Yes. I just dropped the R, but I don't expect the rest of Mardi. the world to drop the R. I say Mardi Gras, but um, which is perfect because we have guests on today who drop a lot of letters in their speaking. <laughs> I barely know what they're talking about half the time, you know? So it's perfect. But um, yes, our friend James Lewis and his wife Katie. They still live in Louisiana, and they sent us some Mardi Gras goodies, yes. which if you don't know, Mardi Gras is also known as Fat Tuesday in New Orleans, and it's just a We big... were also supposed to say all the beginning stuff before we got into the Mardi Gras stuff, so Patreon, thank you guys so much for, for supporting us as far as that goes, and t-shirts are on PortsleyPythons.com. That's all I got for you. Wow. Okay, cool. Thanks. That really needs to happen right then. <laughs> um, shit. Got to keep them on the Mardi Gras is a big parade, and it's like a five-day party, basically, but it culminates on Fat Tuesday, where the biggest parades happen, and it's just all about happiness and catching beads and alcohol. So they sent us a lot of beads and some king cake, <laughs> and if you listen to the last podcast where we talked mm-hmm. about drinks we never want to drink again in life, oh, our friend James sent us a drink I never want to drink again, but... Do you know what Taka is? Let's start I with have the not brand. stopped. I have not drank Taka since I was 17 years old because I swore it off. It is poison. And it has a plastic top, which is usually a good sign that it's very <laughs> it's low. real level, classy. But, but it is king cake flavor. So, which if you've never had king cake, imagine like a cinnamon roll with cream cheese and sprinkles in vodka. <laughs> It's not. All right, so we're going to do a shot of this taka. And to be honest, I don't really drink liquor ever. And I guess we should say, guys, we are not um, promoting drinking alcohol. Unless, of course, you're 21. Do what you want. <laughs> we, we drink every day. On the, I mean, every time on this That's podcast. True, we don't, we don't, we don't bring do, it out. So. We don't do special occasion. Oh, man. If you guys see me throw up, this is going to be <laughs> terrible. Uh, thank you, James. Oh, wait, I have to get my chase. Well, already. actually, thank you, James, for the... Actually, this smells like king cake. Oh, really? What the fuck did you and think he, it smelled like? he also like? sent me, like, these awesome, like, posters. I'm not sure exactly what you would call them that have a bunch of, um, like, native animals, native plants, native fish, all this stuff on them from, like, uh, I don't know, the forestry department or something like that. So that was really, really awesome. I'm going to frame a bunch of those and hopefully put them up around the house or in the reptile room. So that was super awesome. So I would say that so it makes up that makes this, up tenfold for, for, for having me drink. Oh, and it's not cold. We left it in the house. But so. it smells good. It smells Just like wait. what is king snake or it's, king snake? King, king snake. Yeah, what does king snake smell like? Um, it kind of smells like almond, vanilla, amaretto, a little bit. 
I feel like we're doing like a shitty food podcast <laughs> review. Right well, we're making this take too long. We're really <laughs> yeah, good what at are we doing? We're really good at making things take yeah. too long. All right. Well, Cheers. What do you say there, Mardi Gras? Oh, laissez le bon ton roulé. True. All right. That was very easy, actually. <laughs> that we it can drink a that. Bit. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And notice our chasers are wine and it beer. It tastes like king cake. I gotta say that that actually tastes like king cake. I feel like you're like, you're like a person. Like coffee flavored things taste like coffee. No shit. Yeah, like- but they usually <laughs> taste like no. There's like some blueberry stuff that will taste like straight chemicals, like, <laughs> like strawberry. Or, true, true, true. You know, there's but so no, many candies no, that are supposed like, to be, taste like things. It tastes they're... like poison filled king cake. Yeah, it feels like you could definitely. Blackout easily <laughs> by drinking that all day. So, and it says imitation king cake flavored vodka, as <laughs> if they were gonna put real king cake in there. So, that's something to note. <laughs> Just they wanted you to make sure that you knew that they did not actually. I thought I would have thought up, it was the real thing. Blend up king cake and put it in the, the ingredients. King cake. Uh, so, we have today Sunday. We're doing this during the middle of the day. We're not doing it for our health. We are. We have people coming in from all the way across from the, the pond. UK. From across, what is that? Across the pond. Was that supposed to be? <laughs> you did half of it, and that pond was kind of. We're not going to start it with the accents. They made they made me do an accent last time, and someone already commented on the picture saying, "Well, Clayton said, are you going to do the accent on the radio?" <laughs> I can't believe I just called it a radio like this is 1940, but. Hey, this is so bad. This is so bad. Okay, but we're so excited to have them on. And before uh, NPR. Oh, snap. Sorry, Eric and Owen. They were a double book NPR and us on the same day. And, and we won. Looks like Eric got stuck. At, we win. Eric got stuck at work. It's out. Mother like. Nature made us win. <laughs> Shout out! Look at the shout out to Mother Nature. (laughs) If everyone doesn't know, we're kidding about that. We're not actually competitive with everything. Oh my god! (laughs) Plus, they they already beat us on uh, everything. And like like five years of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not competition at all. Were we doing an intro? Yep, we were. Let's get back to that. So, reptile and chill. And if you don't know, it is three guys. It is Danny Wells, uh, Dan Hoff, and Michael Phelps. Did I get all those names right? Michael Phelps? No, yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, only, only my mom calls me Michael. And I'm going to be naughty. You're company with the Michael Phelps, though. I mean, that's not a bad person to be a share name yeah, with. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, confuse me with that Olympic uh, athlete. Um, but but in, in, in reality, the only thing that we've got in common is we probably both have about 5,000 calories a day. And that's where it, and that's where it finishes. <laughs> You're, you're both male. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, so obviously they are based in the UK. They interview a lot of, you know, UK keepers as well as guys over here. I've been on the show. Melissa's on the show. Melissa's not been on the show. You have yeah. been on the show. Thank you. I was in the contest. But I'm you was still, in the original. Yeah. I'm still butthurt I wasn't invited to the one where John. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
when we, when we invite Joe, Melissa, we automatically expect you to be by the side of him. <laughs> wow, this is bad. Well, I guess this is proof that she doesn't go with me everywhere, I guess. But... <laughs> I could have injured that in a much worse way, and I was just ready. I was really tiptoeing really Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was just wondering, we didn't really talk about it, I guess, obviously, when I was on the podcast, but how did you guys first meet? But before we get into it, um, there's a person on the chat called Ryan Cox, um, who thinks it's acceptable to call us pikeys. Um, Wait, what's a pikey? <laughs> just, um, it's, it's a nickname you, given you don't to somebody know. that comes from a travelling community. <laughs> um, they usually live in caravans. It's the bad name for gypsies. <laughs> Okay, so if we just committed a hate crime, we apologize. I don't... <laughs> yes, number one. <laughs> this is this is why we always tell people like, don't look at the chat because weird things may be happening. But it's yeah, seems... <laughs> You're already in there. We've already gone out before the first question. So how'd you guys meet? <laughs> Dan right. Fox, do you want to explain? Because obviously you was the sort of like founder of the, of the podcast, so I'll let you explain on how you met us all and how we all got started. Yes, yeah, so um, originally I started the podcast uh, with another friend um, when I was part of the West Midlands Herpetological Society. That's really hard to say when you're from England, but herpetological, <laughs> it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, and basically what we wanted to do was kind of like bring the hobby uh, or the community a little bit more forward online. Um, and having listened to your podcast and NPR and all the other cool ones that are out there, I felt that someone needed to do it in the UK. Um, I did try and hint a few times to other people to do it, and no one was interested. So I decided to make an absolute more out of myself and start it <laughs> up. Um, Mike, Mike was part of that society as well. Um, and I, I took a back seat for a little while. Um, I had a newborn baby and took a, a, a step back. And Mike came with me, and we started Reptile and Chill properly. And unfortunately, uh, Danny ended up with us, and we can't get rid of him. <laughs> uh, Danny was like a kind, you was a kind of sponsor for uh, West Midlands Herpetological Society, so we felt like we owed it to him to to, to sort of oh. like get him involved. <laughs> I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got I got involved on a technicality. That's what it, that's what he's trying to say. But if I'm honest uh, with you, um, it, and you know, Hoss won't say this, but I don't think that the podcast was taken serious um, within the uh, society. Um, it was sort of like a bit of a, I don't know, um, something that was going on in the background, but not a lot of people took it very seriously. And Hoss was like, no, this is the way forward. You know, a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're uh, driving along. I mean, it passes time so well, especially if you, you, you've got a couple of hours to kill. Um, and and he was really really passionate about it um Hoss sort of like said look you know I'm having a baby I'm going to take a step away from the society but I really want to take the the, the the podcast with me so he decided to do that um Hoss had spoke to Danny and myself and said look you know it, I, I, I want to relaunch this and, and do it properly um I'd like you guys to get involved and I was really really passionate about it um Hoss won't say this, but he puts in an extremely, a huge amount of work behind the scenes. Um, 
He's not normal. He doesn't Danny sleep. <laughs> and then Hoss is just kind of looking away from the camera. <laughs> no, because he, because he won't admit. But but he's he's not a normal person. He's he's like um he's like Terminator. You know, in Terminator, where he just stands there overnight and and he doesn't sleep. <laughs> just 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 read my cup. <laughs> so Hoss's cup says, "I'm not weird. I'm just a uh, limited edition." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm one of these people that just constantly keeps thinking. Um and I'm I don't really sleep much. I probably get about four or five hours each night. My brain's constantly going, going, going. The problem is it pisses people off because Danny and Mike wake up and there's about four thousand some, <laughs> sometimes two thousand messages like we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. And um, <laughs> but yeah, but um to be completely honest. It was something that I really wanted to do, and it was trying to find the right people to bounce off. And being part of the society, as as good as good as it was, it was very difficult because you had to. Um, how can I put this? The society had certain morals and a certain standing point which I had to respect, and there were certain things that I wanted to talk about which perhaps would have made things difficult for the society. So you bring it away, and I can talk what I want. You know, we can have Chris Newman on, who's um, I'm going to call him a politician, and he won't he won't like me for it. But um, you know, and things that people really don't want to talk about, and it can get quite heated. But at the end of the day, this is our hobby. You know, we're all in it together, and we need to sort our fucking shit out. That's the first yeah. swear word. It's actually it's not. It's the first swear word by us. But Melissa's sworn like three times already. <laughs> no, are we, I'm are remembering we... this. Are we finding them? Can we still find them if they swear? No. I think we, I think we can. I think we should. Because this <laughs> is going live to our listeners, you see. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot our parental uh, advisory, advisory oh, at the yeah, beginning. Totally. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I to say it at the beginning of every episode, but I forgot this no. one. This is for PG-13 and up. Well, and I'm, I'm wondering... <laughs> Like, what were, what are the kind of, like, camps of thought? Like, what are the things that, obviously, it seems like there's hard lines that some people agree with or disagree with, and there's, like, different groups. Like, you said you didn't want to, you know, kind of get in the way of what the Herb Society stood for and what other people stand for and all that stuff. Like, what are the politics involved? Tell in us all the drama. people here all night. <laughs> what are people, like, talking about? What are... What are the what hot topics? Oh, so, oh man, this is boring shit. This is boring. Um, <laughs> you've probably seen all the stuff in the UK with them banning spider morphs and jaguar morphs at the at shows and that kind of thing. Um, and currently, the UK has had a lot of legislation change with pet shop owners and commercial breeders. And everyone just seems to be constantly arguing over, ah, oh, you know, that, that doesn't make sense. No, we can't do that. That's not justifiable. Um. And we need to we need to talk talk about these things because if we want to change things or we want to you know or want to implement something, people need to understand it. So if you can put it onto a podcast where someone can just put the headphones in and listen to it, it's much better than sitting there going, "Oh my god, this is absolutely crap." I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored because no one likes reading. No one yeah. likes reading ever. And also, Hoss, it's you know, podcasts are so good because you can pick up on the tone of somebody's voice. You know, I don't know whether you guys get it over there, but we get it massively over in the UK. But you get the keyboard warriors that literally 
think they know something about uh, uh, something and then just type away. Um, they put people down. Um, young keepers asking questions are made to sound stupid where we should be embracing them and saying, look, you know, putting our arm around them and teaching them how to do things properly rather than shooting them down and trying to make yourself look clever and them look ridiculous. Um, so we just wanted to sort of like get people on the show and try and educate as best we can you know we're going to get things wrong we're not we're not right every time but just try and use our experience uh to try and get out there to to, to everybody and and you know try and make a little bit of a difference if we can and if we can take the mick out of everyone in the process then <laughs> that's, that's that's brilliant <laughs> and, and, and a lot of the feedback that we've had from our listeners has been well, i mean we've got listeners that are not even interested in reptiles but they just love listening to the show because it's a bit of a laugh and we don't we do have serious subjects on the show that we talk about and we try and give as much information about, but we do love having the banter. I mean, Danny is the butt of a lot of our, our jokes because he lives in a different part of the country. So we give him some stick, <laughs> but everybody seems to like it. The response we get is, you know, I just love, it's an easy podcast to listen to. Um, we can, we can tune in and, and we can laugh along with you. Yeah, yeah. Right. level of kind of like talking shit about each other that you <laughs> whoa <laughs> that is definitely unmatched as far as and i bet that helps having like three people i mean do you guys even agree on the same stuff no you, uh, no no no, always, no. That, that's the beauty of it so people are afraid of putting their own opinions forward because other people are going to knock them down or tell them the wrong <laughs> Now, there's three of us. We, we've we all got very similar morals when it comes to putting the animals first. Um, but, you know, we don't keep the same way. We do things differently. And we do argue and we do fight about it. But it's always to try and better the situation and to try and pass on and make things more clear to people. Um, me and Danny, when, when I first met Danny, I hated him with a, with a passion. <laughs> yeah, you really didn't like each we other. Really, yeah, we really yeah. clashed on the groups. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until we kind of sat down there once and spoke about something that was a mutual thing. I was actually, you are a dickhead, but you're all right. He's quite pretty, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's nice to look at. And and he's our, <laughs> he's our dickhead now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and me and uh, me and Hoss go back. Um, oh, realistically, what is it, Hoss? Four four five years now. Something like that. I can't count. So. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy crazy amount of time. Um, you know we set up a couple of groups together um you know i've always been in sort of uh joint conversations with people and stuff like that you know we, you know we've always bounced off each other for for a long time uh, put across opinions and ideas and suggestions to each other for you know throughout the years um and yeah you know we don't always agree um you know I've, I've, me and hoss have had a couple of parties haven't we mate <laughs> just a few <laughs> Yeah, but it's but it's one of those. It's one of it, you know. Sorry, I've always said, sorry, that's a uh, Barney is like uh, an argument. Oh, sorry, yeah. I've always said if you can't have um, a fight with your friend and then pick him up off the floor afterwards, is whoa, he really whoa, whoa, a friend? There is no way you can pick me up. <laughs> you know, you that's know a, what I mean. That's a strong man that can pick up a twenty-two stone horse. Oh yeah, to be to be honest. To be honest, first off, if I put him down on the floor in the first place, I ain't getting him back up anyway. I'm just going to take pictures and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I would literally just point and laugh at him. Um, 
but yeah yeah no we don't always we don't always um agree on things we always get on if you know what i mean it's especially these days you know we always we see each other as individuals and you know that we have individual opinions and uh i think we're grown enough to respect the fact that we're entitled to those we're entitled to different opinions and because we've grown that far um within ourselves and within our keeping methods um we feel we feel we can take on a little bit of that responsibility uh in bringing the community and the hobby together and teaching people that actually we all deserve an opinion we all deserve um we all reserve the right to do things our own way well, definitely, does that make sense definitely so if <laughs> say for instance you've you've kept a, a certain reptile in a certain way for many many years and you think it's doing perfectly fine there is nothing wrong with starting something new and people might not like it but if you try something new and it works and the, the animal um the animal gets a, a better husbandry or a better life because of it then it's, it's worth the arguments in it yeah absolutely. Yeah, i mean hopefully yeah. the result of your argument is something better you know at the yeah end. yeah definitely and with, yeah. with, with mike um he's mike is one of the nicest people in the world uh, I don't think either me or Danny could actually ever fall out with him. He's like <laughs> a big ginger teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have to, we'd have to push no. him a long way. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm I'm one of them people though that I can. I, I, yeah, nothing really phases me. But then I get to a boiling point and then they explode. But they haven't pushed me that far yet. But <laughs> just going back to the point, sort of like I haven't known. I've only known Danny as long as the, we've been on the podcast together. I hadn't met him before. I was never on social media. Um, or I was on social media for a couple of years before we started, but, but I never used it to its full potential. Uh, I didn't get involved in the politics on on social media. Um, but then starting the podcast, um, I met Danny um, literally on our first show, <laughs> and we've only met a couple of times face to face. Crazy. Yeah, and 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 Hoss, I met through the West Midlands Herpetological Society, took an instant liking to him. He's one of them guys that will just ring you up rather than t uh, sending you a text message, had a chat, and we went We went um, part of the society. We had um, we had sort of like a group meet over at um, uh, Microcli Microclimate, um, which is like a thermostat company. Um, I got on with him like a house on fire. Um, but since then, and we've started the podcast, it's, it's gone more than sort of like just doing the podcast together. We all speak to each other, you know, a million times a day. If anybody's feeling down, we're there to support each other. And it's become like, like they're like brothers to me now. So, yeah, you know, we, brotherhood. It, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with um, Haas and then we'll go Danny and Phelps. Uh, what do you guys work with uh, as far as reptiles go? Uh, currently, um, I've got a pair of northern white-lip pythons, uh, a pair of Bismarck ring pythons. I've got an undescribed uh, carpet python who's ugh, 10 foot something. Um, it's the biggest carpet python I've ever seen. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> came in a, it came in as a rescue. It was in the right state. It's doing really well. Um, it looks almost healthy. It just won't eat. Um, but it's it's it, it's at some point it's ten foot. You know <laughs> it's I mean? it's right. ten foot. <laughs> but, it, but, it's, but it's got a girth on it. It's not overweight, but it's girth. It's like I don't know. Mm, I bet <laughs> it is. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Do that again. Do that again. Got some girth on him. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I think as Keith, as Keith Lemon would say, it's as thick as a coke can. <laughs> it is as thick as a coke can. <laughs> oh god, the poor, the poor Americans have absolutely no idea what is going on right now. <laughs> no, I just roll with the clear. references. We're going to skip this podcast. <laughs> so, Danny, what do you work with? Uh, that's a that's a big question. Um, yeah, it's probably easier to say what company you work with. <laughs> yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll start with the gecko. So um, I'm keeping crested geckos. Um, I've got um, Felsuba grandis, which is a New Caledonia giant gecko. Um, uh, no, sorry, New, Caledo- New Caledonia giant gecko, which is Lichianus. Um, Madagascan giant gecko, sorry, which is a day gecko. Um, and I've got Bowers chameleon geckos, uh, morning geckos. Um, gecko, geckos, geckos. Yeah, that's <laughs> sorry, that's it on the, the gecko front. And then um, rat snakes, I've got a, a pair of um, Japanese rat snakes. I've got um, Mexican black rat snake. Um, I've got. Uh, Taiwanese beauty snake, and then I've got um, a few different carpet pythons from yeah, jungle and caramels, uh, a couple of undescribed ones, I'm not sure. Um, and then a pair of GTPs. Um, what else do I have? No, I think, I think that's it. And a chinchilla. So pretty, oh, and a chinchilla, yeah. And a, tarantula, <laughs> and, a, and a tarantula wandering around my bedroom at the minute. So it um, seems like you <laughs> at least all have a crossroads in Moralia. So, Phelps, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Give us an overview of what you keep, but I know you keep Moralia too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and that's all I keep is, is carpet pythons. Um, and my collection's quite small at the moment. We're about to go through sort of like a big extension at home, so my uh, collection's reduced quite a lot. I've literally got away with it. I don't know how, but I've been able to. Man- I've, I've managed to talk my wife into let me put them into the dining room so you can see them behind me um so i've literally i've got um some diamond bridle um coastal crosses that i work with which are screamline um but this year i'm quite excited um i've got some absolutely stunning uh pure albino darwins that um i'm hoping um well i think she's gravid at the moment but i'm hoping she won't absorb anything um I fed her uh, a couple of nights ago. I didn't know whether I'd seen them lock up a few times. I didn't know whether she'd she'd produced any follicles. But um, when I fed her the other night, she responded in a in a way that I've never seen it before. So I, I offered a wrap to her, and um, she come out and she just took it really gently, like she usually launches across the the viv, throws some coils around it. But she didn't. She literally just, you know, like how you get some corn snakes that will just come out and literally just take it out of your hand nice and gently and then and then just eat it. And that's what she did. And I was like, oh, that's a little bit unusual. Um, the, the, the next day when I went down, I looked at her and you could actually see because she because she'd swallowed the, the, the rat and the rat was inside it. It seemed to be sort of like pushing the, the follicles or the eggs against mm. it. And you could actually see the shape of the eggs running all the way down her body so i was like took some photos i said what do you reckon guys this is this is looking quite you know quite exciting and and they said yeah it looks like looks like she is so fingers crossed i'm hoping that uh that she'll she'll give me some uh some nice uh albinos yeah this <laughs> this year right, so uh, so and that and that's all i'm working with at the moment 
um, just just carpet pythons. But I really do want to want to get once the extension's done. Uh, I really do want to sort of like look into getting other species. Um, yeah, a bit of diversity. Has the podcast kind of exposed you guys to different people and different animals that you guys want to work with in the future? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. So much. Yeah, too every, much. Every five seconds, we want to keep something different. It's uh, mm. you know, you you have a lot of people now that contact us saying, oh, you know, we've got this for sale, I've got that for sale, um, and there's a lot of it I haven't either heard of or would never even would have thought of keeping, um, mm. and yeah, it's I suppose you guys get it as well, um, you know, it's cool. You get to see a lot more. Uh, more different animals all the time it's uh it's definitely helped me as a keeper as well the problem is it's a great excuse because i can turn around to my wife and go well you know it's going to benefit the cut the, the podcast if i get this animal and she's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it is uh it's you know she's watching this right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but i'll tell you what, one thing though um Joe Melissa, the, the, the one thing I keep on saying, and, you know, I've been keeping reptiles since I was 15. I'm 42 now, so a long, long time. Oh. But I was, I was, <laughs> I was never involved um, in social media, and I probably missed out quite a lot. Um, I've met Danny and Host. I've got a wealth of knowledge. You know, um, they're a little bit younger than me, but I have learned more. <laughs> I have learned more in the six months of doing podcasts than I have in the previous, what, 27 years, because you're speaking to so many people. You can reach people from all over the world. You know, we're talking to you now, you know, you're right across the other side of the, you know, the, of the planet, and and we can we can learn off each other. So I've learned, you know, so much off talking to experienced keepers from all out the world. And I always say, like, you know, just in case, you know, that just explain this for the listeners, but half the time I'm actually saying... <laughs> I, 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 I'm asking for myself because I need to know. <laughs> well, Mike, can I just put out there that you've been keeping reptiles for 27 years? Uh, I, I can't. I, I'm not doing about the math. Moment, I'm, but yeah, that's crazy. I was about to old. say you've been keeping them longer than I've been alive. I, I think <laughs> that was my exact next point. You old bugger. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, can you just show us your arm again, Mike? Put your arm up for us. Your tattoos. Are you guys all heavily tattooed? A uh, little bit. Um, yeah. Mike, was, was yours done with bamboo? <laughs> yeah. No, it's done with it. It's done with like a biro in prison. <laughs> in no, in Indian ink. You know, did you used to heat your, you know, 27 years ago, were you heating your reptiles with a candle? Underneath so, the flower right, pot. right, and I know, right, okay, so, so, it, it's, I know you're joking now, but, but listen to this then, so when I started at 15, um, I was doing some work experience with a guy, and he was into, um, turtles, uh, turtles and terrapins, and he said, he said, we're going to pop into a shop, I hope you don't mind, um, uh, there's a shop in Coventry, so not too far away from us, um, the reptile shop and when i was in there i've always been interested in reptiles and on all types of animals and uh there was a corn snake carolina corn snake for, uh, for sale for 10 pound okay with with and that's including a little a little plastic setup with it um and i thought you know what i've got I think I had eight pound on me and the guy lent me two pounds <laughs> to get my first um, corn snake. Um, my mum and my mum and dad was never going to let me have this uh, snake in the house. So I sneaked it into the house and I hid it in a cupboard. Um, I hid that snake in the cupboard for 
about seven months before my mum and dad found out. And I used to heat it with um, a table lamp, okay, that was plugged in. And I put a little, you know, your little plastic thermometers that you can buy. That was in the one corner of the tank of the tub. And I'd, I'd, I'd go in one day and go, oh, it's a little bit warm. So I'd just move it a little bit further away from the lamp. <laughs> and, 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 you know, there was there was no sort of like you couldn't go online then. We didn't have a computer. You couldn't you couldn't sort of like no. research. It was just what you was told to do at the time by whoever you could get hold of. So that's how I started keeping. And I used to I used to sneak out on a Saturday on my bike and I used to ride up to Hawthorne Road where there was a little shop and I used to buy one pinky and ride back and then sneak in the house and feed the corn snake the pinky. <laughs> and that's how I did it <laughs> for seven months until I got caught out. <laughs> what happened when you got caught out? Um, I was, I was, I met him, flattered him. I got given the, uh, we're not annoyed, we're very disappointed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, and, and that's how, how it started. Fortunately for me, I met a guy in the pub, um, who, um, sort of like took me under his wing, and he was a very, very experienced pe- uh, per, uh, keeper. Um, he knew a lot of people, so Dave Lester and John Foden were good friends of his. So um, John Foden, for, for the American listeners don't know, he started. He was one of the founder members of the IHS. <clears throat> Incredible guy. Um, so I Which picked up. Which is an our IHS. It's a different IHS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. Um, the, the 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 proper IHS. The the original. Oh. The original one. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, I learned from then. So I learned a lot off those people. But yeah, that's how I I got started. Right on. So as far as the the Dan's or Danny's, whatever you prefer, but both of you guys did obviously like reptile shops played a big part in Phelps growing up and like it played a part you know when I was young but we are a little bit younger I mean were reptile shops still a thing when you guys are is that how you got into it or well yeah so um actually I I, I never wanted to keep reptiles um and it was actually my younger brother he wanted a a snake or a lizard or something he was he's about five six years younger than me um and he begged and went on and on and on at mum and dad <laughs> You know, they want to. I want a snake. I want a boss money. So I want a corn snake. He wanted a recyclated python <laughs> one week, and and then look. Luckily, literally around the corner, a reptile shop just opened. Now, he also did aquatics, like tropical fish and that kind of thing. And my old man keeps tropical fish. He keeps Malawi cichlids at the moment. And so we went up there with my dad just to check out the fish section. And there was all these amazing reptiles. Oh, they're amazing. I was absolutely scared shitless at the time of them. Um, my brother's in his element. Oh, I want that one. I want that one. I want that one. Um, and I'm like, nah, not having it. So we went home and he spoke to my mum about it. And my mum turned around and says, right, okay. So if your brother's willing to keep it with you, you can have one. And I was like, fuck that shit. I ain't getting involved. <laughs> not happening. So anyways, he st- then he started kind of like irritating me. You know, day after day after day, be texting me all day. You know, come on, stop being a dickhead. I only want one. <laughs> so I went right. Okay, then let's go and have a look. Um, and we went in there, and he's Mike, Mike Conaby. It's called Rattlesnake Canyon. Um, that was the name of the shop. And I went in and explained the situation. He went right. Okay, well I can deal this. And he just put this absolutely massive. I'm going to say albino because someone someone moaned in the chat that we say albino. <laughs> Get the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Just um, say albino. Albino. How did he say uh, it? Albino. Albino. 
Uh, can we can we just have the rest of this podcast just those guys doing British accents? Because <laughs> that is the best. Those guys doing British accents and Hoss <clears throat> doing American Eleanor accent. That's it. We're done. That's it. Hot, me and Phelps can leave. Come on, Phelps. <laughs> just a little bit more American for us, please. <laughs> Albino. No. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, look. <laughs> He's taking, <laughs> he's taking the piss out of me and my ball python. <laughs> I like how you use English slang still, though, but with the American accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's cool. laughs> yeah so basically, um, he just threw this massive Burmese python around my neck. Um, he could have killed me. I could have had a heart attack. Um, I didn't. I'm still breathing, I think. And... Um, I realized it wasn't what I thought it was. It was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but, you know, it wasn't wet. It wasn't slimy. It wasn't going to kill me, or at least I didn't think it was going to kill me. Um, and we actually walked out that store that day with a Brazilian rainbow bar. Um, and I've never looked back since. Then I ended up buying a, an Irian Jaya carpet python or Papuan carpet python or whatever the hell they're called these days. Um, oh, and I, I ended up buying one of them the following week. And then it snowballed, completely snowballed. Um, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure I regret it or not. Um, I'd have more money. <laughs> I'd, have a lot yeah. of, I'd have a nicer car. I didn't keep reptiles. I'd definitely have a nicer car. I hear you. You've learned a lot, though, Hoss, over the, over the time, haven't you, mate? Um, yes, I've, I've been really fortunate. So what I didn't know is I actually had two friends in school that kept reptiles. Um, and as most reptile keepers, they're a bit antisocial and they don't talk. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know they kept reptiles. And the one day I kind of dropped it and it was like, oh, we keep reptiles as well. Oh, really? Whip round. And they had an absolutely amazing collection. They had Papuan pythons, uh, they had pygmy, pygmy pythons, um, Puerto Rican boas, uh, Bismarck ring pythons, all different scrubs. Um, Different candoya can species, um, just like everything, all the way through pythons, boas, different colubrids, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, how how do I not know this? Um, and I learned so much off them. There are two people; they run a page called Snake Core. Uh, oh, and um, oh, he did it! People. He did it! He did it! <laughs> he dropped the names. That's it. Do you know what? They're really quiet guys. They're, they're, we, we're desperate to get them on the podcast, aren't we? Because they've got a wealth of knowledge. Some of the animals that they've kept are phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, we're struggling to get them on because they're, they're, they don't like talking about it. <clears throat> oh, you got to groom. We've, we've had that before. you got to somehow get them in person to do it, give them beer. Give yeah. Them yeah. Whatever you got to do. Look, beer, beer doesn't work. I spent predominantly all of my teenage years getting absolutely shit-faced with them. Beer's not going to cut it. We're going to have to go on. Like, we're going to have to start using drugs or something. It's not going to work. Hard sums of money. The most social thing with a pool of the least social individuals. No, yeah. that way, yeah. That's... Like this is very, very social. Yeah, and 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 you do find that, and you know, you know, we do. Everything we do is sort of like any money we raise is for Mental Health UK. Since we've been doing that, we've had so many keepers contact us and say, do you know what? We suffer with mental health. You know, a lot of people keep themselves to themselves in their bedroom. They've got their reptiles. That's their way to escape how they're feeling. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of people that struggle to talk uh, in, in social situations in our hobby. You know, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast, you know, and that's what, 
probably got them into reptiles. But um, but um, we're hoping that you know, in doing what we're doing, is going to help um help at least a few people. Yeah, it seems that we're in a hobby that a lot of people are drawn to what we're drawn to because they're reclusive and may feel like maybe unloved in some way. And the reptiles are like things that aren't capable of being loved. And then they're like, also they're like, yeah, "Yeah, I want to give love to this thing that necessarily, you know, people don't love. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you feel, it's like like you feel a connection. I feel, I feel like Joe needs to get something off his chest. We're here for you, Joe. You know, just talk, man. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm... <laughs> Thank you guys for coming here. Um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe's feeling uncomfortable now. He's gone straight for the beer. <laughs> Where's the fucking bottle of King Cake liquor? <laughs> I think we should take I kind of want to take another shot. I'm going to cry later. That'll be him at the end. He'll just be like that. Oh, I've got enough of this. What are you drinking, Dick? What are you drinking, what am I drinking? Oh, just some... Carrot juice. Um, Morello. I don't, I don't match. <laughs> Morello cherry. Hey, Lemonade. Hey, right, you went to Tesco, right, which is like your version of Walmart, and you chose to buy that shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you can blame you can blame Molly. It's um, it's actually quite nice. I bet it um, is. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's a uh, carefully flavoured for a vibrant fruity burst. <laughs> I hate when things are left after they're all willy nilly. Uncarefully flavoured. Yeah, that's really <laughs> so, Basically, so... all it is is carbonated water with some flavouring chucked in it. That's yeah, literally so... all it is. <laughs> so basically, what happened is your partner saw that on the shelf and she went, ooh, straight in my basket. Yes. <laughs> ooh, it's going straight in my basket. Mm. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what she did. <laughs> So, you're the only one left as far as how you got. Whoa, you're blown into a wine cup over here. Yeah, how you got into it. You want to get a bug? It's in it. I'll try to blow it out and I blew it in. We have fruit flies constantly since we have snake shit constantly. So, yeah, I feel that. A lot of animals that shit a lot, though, Joe, don't you? (laughs) Animals that are prone to shit. My whole life, fruit flies. But then you get interested. How'd you get started? Cheers. Um, yeah, shop uh, shop wise, um, it was very limited. Um, I'm from quite a small town. No, um, exactly. No electricity. Um, shops are usually selling bikes. That's that's pretty much what you find around here: bikes and uh, go karts, and uh, no engines, of course. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we've not, we've not, we don't have a huge amount of shops. You know, if I, if I want to go to a, a decent shop, chances are I've got to travel probably a good couple of hours to get there. Um, I kind of fell in to my first snake. Um, a, a, do, a, a friend of mine had another friend who was, happened to be selling um, an Everglades rat snake. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, that, you know, that, that'd be amazing. You know, I, you know, I'd love to keep a snake. <laughs> Um, so he brought it round. He brought it round for me, and little did I know he was bringing it round and then walking out the door. Literally, <laughs> I had 
I had no choice. I was keeping this seven and a half foot Everglades rat snake. Um, and he was, I don't know if anybody has ever kept Everglades um, or ever come across many. For um, a month before they decided to take their death trip. They're very, no, they're very, very good at getting out of places. And I tried out a new. Oh my God. <laughs> I've like got some stories about this. <laughs> Sneaky, that's sneaky snake. <laughs> so, okay, okay, so I've got some stories about this. Okay, so my first Everglades rat snake, um, he ended up, um, I kept, I had him for about, I'd say probably a, a good five years. Um, I got him when I was about 16, so I was quite young. Um, and when he when he passed, he was he was a good nine foot realistically about nine foot he was a big snake um he got out of his enclosure quite quite a few times luckily he was very easy to find but one time he actually got down the side of my sofa um and ended up in the bottom i had to i had to actually physically cut out the bottom of the sofa you know the felt in the bottom turn it all over cut it all out and get him out um and then um it was only was it last year last year or the year before now i can't remember um I got hold of this little little rescue ever Everglades. Um, he was only tiny, he was only a couple of foot, and within a few days, Everglades size. They're not usually again? nine foot, Danny. What's that? They're not usually nine foot. No, no, he was a baby. He was That's tiny. Huge. Um, huge yeah, not he was he was huge. He was he he's probably one of the biggest snakes I've I've kept, especially um, a colibrid. He was absolutely massive. It, it um, I need to explain this first because Joe's a bit confused with the length of it. In Norfolk, that the rats are four foot big. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the food's so much bigger here. It's like sort of steroids, you see. So, yeah, they're, they're um, like they're like Alsatians, you know, like Alsatians. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had this little baby, in, and um, I put him in a little temporary enclosure, and within a few days, he was out. He was gone. Couldn't find him. Um, um, my missus got home from work and I said, I, I've got to go. I've got, I've now got to go out. Um, one of the snakes has got out. She went, what? <laughs> come, come again. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. I can't find it. I've, I've got to go. She was like, nah, no, you're not leaving me here. I'm like, no, it's not happening. I had to in the end. Um, it was, it, it was missing for what? Two months easy i would say we'd never found it and one day my dad came over and he opened the, the back the back door to the kitchen um to go out into the back garden and as he opened the door went through it he felt this plonk on his head and he's like oh what's that and he looked up and i looked round, and there's this everglades rat snake it's just plonked on his head from on top no. of the door he's actually sat in the door cassette for the for God knows how long, I don't know how long he's been there. But as he's opened it, it's fallen out and hit him on the head. And I was like, "Stay still, don't move, don't move." And he went like, that. "I'm not moving. I'm, what is it? I'm not moving like that." And uh, and I and I grabbed him. I put him back in his enclosure. What was it? Probably two hours later, he's gone again. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Horrible, terrible keeper. Luckily, <laughs> do you know what? I've not had this a snake escape on me in ten years. Easy, ten, easily ten years. I don't even know how it. It's literally that just that that species, just that species. Yeah. There are Houdinis. 
man. Literally. We lost both of them, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is about them, but they have some sort of special power. <laughs> I've only had one get out, and that was um, a, a, a carpet python, and she pushed the vent out, obviously. Bad. I'd, I'd, I'd put them on the outside, and I hadn't glued it in properly. I know you should put them on the inside. Um, but I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I actually thought somebody was breaking into my house because I could hear things getting knocked out. And I was like, Sam, Sam, and I was tapping her. Somebody's in the house, and I, I literally sneaked around. I was like, followed where these sounds was, and <laughs> it's one of my females had got out, and literally she was just knocking everything off the windowsill. And I thought someone <laughs> had a burglar in the house. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing. It was loud. Yeah, I've never had a, a snake go missing, but I've had a I had a macbox python. Um, she was a female. She was about <laughs> eight and a half foot. Um, let's let's say I got the worst end of that. Um, so you know when it's the middle of the night. And just to put it out there, I sleep naked. Um, <laughs> and, and I need you to wee. Yours this weekend. <laughs> uh, I need you to wee, as you do in the middle of the night. Um, I drink too much. And I go to walk out the bedroom door to go towards the bathroom, and I can't walk out the door, and I can't figure out why. You know, when you wake up, you're kind of dazed, and you, there's no lights on, and you're kind of stumbling around a little bit. No. And I've turned the light on, Oh, well, I went to go turn the light on, and as I raised my hand up, I felt this very, very sharp kind of like pain on the under part of my arm. <laughs> um, she'd popped the vent out, she'd come out the vent, and she was across the door handle. So I've walked into her, into a trap, and just got <laughs> nailed absolutely. She smashed me, gets um, better though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, so I'm naked and I'm standing in the middle of the door. I can't get this animal off me, and she's managed <laughs> to kind of like throw a coil. So I'm, I'm like this. I'm, like, I'm, I'm stuck. I can't find a head. Can't get her off. The missus isn't. She's not helping. She's like practically crying on the bed. <laughs> so right, okay, so at this point, I live with my parents. So I was like, right, okay, I need to go get my dad because I can't get her off me. Naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, it's not the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I kind of go go into the room and I tap him with my right hand and I say like. Dad, you need to wake up. I need your help. And he's like, Ugh. he's like, no, no, Dad, you need, you need to help me. And he's like, fuck off. So it's four o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, no, no, Dad, you need, I'm really trying not to wake my mum up because my mum's going to have fucking kittens if she finds out what's going on. <laughs> um, so bearing in mind, on the landing upstairs in my mum and dad's bedroom. It's all cream carpet, and I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding a lot. And eventually, my dad kind of like gets out of bed, realizes what's happening. He's like, he's like, oh, and uh, what do we do? What do we do? I was like. Get it off me. <laughs> and but what, what she was doing is she kept the top drawer in, but she kept repositioning the bottom drawer. <laughs> and she was quite literally just dragging it through the skin. Um, you know, she, she caused a lot of damage. And um, yeah, safe to say that I um, eventually got her off me. Um, and where our, our landing is, we call it a landing and a staircase uh, or a banister. And she managed to get her tail wrapped around some of the timber frames on the banister. So as we thought we got her off, I've came away thinking my dad's got the snake and he hasn't. She's attached to the stairs. And as I walk away to basically go get a dressing gown to put some clothes on, she gets me smacked between the arse cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, safe, oh. safe to say, about three months later, I didn't own that snake anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I see the, like, the enclosures behind Phelps right now. And it seems like a lot of guys in the UK have similar enclosures. What are those enclosures from? Are they like something that's built 
overseas and shipped over or it's not like our regular pvc cages that we use in the u.s no so there's a there's a range of of, of vivs or tanks whatever you want to call them over in the uk from you know sort of like uh VivTech is a big company, like, you, you, you know, your plastic tanks. Um, I built these myself. I'm a carpenter by trade. Oh, so that, yeah, that looks professional. Oh. <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm not on the tools anymore, but I'm lucky, luckily enough that my neighbor across the road, he owns um, a wardrobe company. So I can literally just give him a cutting list of exactly what I want. He cuts everything to size and he laminates it all the same. So I, I've chose sort of like a black laminate to to edge to 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 laminate the edges just to make it look a little bit different, and then yeah, I literally just screw them together and then put the glass in. So yeah, that's how I do. I, I know the other guys do things a little bit different. Hoss and 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 Danny, um, you build yours as well, don't you? Yeah, we use an OSB three board, uh, which is like um, it's like a chipboard, I suppose, isn't it, Danny? Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, um, it's a ply, it's a plywood board, isn't it? Yeah, so it's um, it's like a, the best way to describe it. It's a, it's a, it's a chipboard that you can expose water to without it breaking, and they use it a lot in, in, in like industrial estates and in building work and that kind of thing. Uh, it's dirt cheap. It's not fancy like Mike's Vivs, but it does the job. And and you see all those, don't you? When you you build them up exactly the same way, but then you'll put sort of like a a, a sealant in them. You, yeah, you so, paint them yeah. with a sealant. Yeah, so your varnish I've been using. Yeah, so you, you, you use a varnish, whereas I use a poly resin. Um, so it's the same stuff that you would line a boat with um, to keep it watertight. So I could virtually turn it into a fish tank if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, on the podcast, oh. sorry, Joe, on, on the podcast, we did a giveaway and um, we had a, a VivTech. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Carry on talking. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, do you know what it is? I'm really sorry, Joe. You're not coming through on my earpiece, so I can't hear you talking. It's only because I'm looking at you on the screen, and I can I can see your mouth moving. I'm like, oh shit, he's talking. <laughs> okay, go on, Mike. You were talking. <laughs> well, so, sorry. I'm gonna have to keep my mouth shut after this. Um, <laughs> um, on the um, we did a giveaway um, up to Christmas, and we and we got from from Nicholas Hazard um, a VivTech. Um, he gave it away. I mean, Herp- HerpTech. HerpTech. Sorry, Ooh. HerpTech. Yes, he's been, he's been drinking all day. Forgive him. <laughs> so he gave us um, one of his Vivs um, free to, for us to give away to one of our listeners. Um, and a load of other companies uh, donated as well, so we give away sort of like the perfect, um, the perfect setup. And I was really, really impressed with the, mm. with the Herptech vivs. And it, you know, if I wasn't a carpenter myself and I wanted to go down that route, that's what I'd do. I'd just, I'd just buy the plastic vivs. So easy to mm. clean out. They're so lightweight as, as well. So moving them around is a lot easier. Effectively, they should. A tank like a Herptech should effectively last you for life. If you look after yeah. it, you know, and you're not throwing it around, it should technically last you for life. The only thing you'll ever replace is the lights, the heating, um, and maybe if you're really unlucky, the glass. Mm. What What do you guys um, keep in over over in the states? Oh, What's tubs? So what we tubs? Keep, <laughs> we keep ambience, so we'll keep like we don't. Well, we keep. Some of our snakes and racks usually to grow out in racks. Some of our yeah. pythons are in racks. A lot of our adult um, core snakes are in like standalone tubs. 
So basically, I just stack them up because it's ambient temperature. So yeah, hot spots or anything like that. And um, yeah, that's a way to keep it like cost efficient, but also allow if I want to, you know, you can get a giant tub. Eventually, I want to get big tubs with branches and stuff in there. And Mm -hmm. it will have the same ground space and as well as, you know, height as a three foot cage or four foot cage per se. But it's the cost of a tub and I don't worry about heating. So that's not a big deal. So I'm allowed to give them more space for extremely cheap. And just the mobility, moving them around easily. It's we got a whole we got a whole plan on how this is going to work out. Sounds so Yeah, no. Well, basically, we want to convert tubs into cages, essentially. And there's David Brahms makes these conversion kits over here. Mm-hmm. He 3D prints, like, it's basically framing to where you would cut, say, a hole, a rectangular hole in the front of a tub. And mm-hmm. he has framing that goes around it. So you can just put acrylic in there and you're essentially turning a tub into a cage so yeah you do like even if you wanted to do a christmas tree tub which are like eight feet or six feet or something like that and you can essentially turn that into a cage and then you're going to be able to clean it as easy as you're going to uh a pvc yeah. and plus it's super light you know it's under yeah, like yeah. so i just find that like being resourceful will be as helpful in the future as like having the resources to buy a four foot cage i think I think most keepers are going is going to get to a level with technology as far as like you know the stuff that David Brahms is creating 3D printing. Yeah, like that. we're going to be able to essentially make cages that will make racks obsolete. That's my yeah. I don't, I don't want to preach non-tubs because I keep most of my shit in tubs, but yeah. it's like and I keep half of my shit in racks. But I want to make a way that we can get cage space while having top costs therefore we don't have to charge the customer more for producing our snake but we're also doing more of the right thing by our snakes in our opinion and that's just my opinion reach the opinion it's it's, it's funny you you say that um danny you're doing i think something really really cool at the moment with regards to how you keep yours and you've got sort of like a three-stage setup in one of your bibs uh one of your tanks yeah a little bit about about that because i think that's superb yeah so we have sort of over here we have the exactly the same thing and they're called really useful tub scrubs Uh, I, um, i could imagine they're exactly the same um and they stack exactly the same and they are they they are so useful rubs in the uk rubs get a really bad name but they do have their uses in so many ways shapes and forms they really do have their uses um so what i what i set out to do was um take the use of a tub or two or three and try and do something a little bit different with them and try and show people that um, you don't just have to put a snake in one tub. Um, You can do a million things with a tub because they're plastic. You can literally do so many things with these. And so what I did is I took three tubs and effectively I glued them all together. So I've got three, but I can still um, unclip every lid, if you know what I mean, and take Mm. each stack off. So they they're all I can separate them all still, but I can still pick them up as one whole piece and they're all, you know, right. glued together. 
Um, and then all I did was I put um, a piece of uh, plumbing pipe um, from tub to tub. So they can go up each tier. They can go wherever they want. Um, you know, if, if you want to use a heat mat or if you want to use a heat lamp on the top, either way, um, they can bask for a couple of hours in the morning and then they can go down to the lower level and sit cold and humid for the rest of the day, whatever they want to do. I've put um, a different terrain, a different substrate in each level. So they've got three completely different substrates to choose from. Um, they've got three different humidity levels. Like the top has got um, quite a deep substrate um, with a nice layer of moss in it. And then the second one is like um, soil and stones. Like there's some granite in there and stuff to help shedding and stuff like that. And then the bottom one is just um, nice soft soil and sand. Um, so there's three very different terrains, three different um, thermal gradients, and three different humidity gradients. Um, and so far, it works an absolute treat. I mean, really you've, you've said you can you'll watch them move throughout the day into each section, absolutely to get yeah. what they need to out of that section, which is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and they do it at different times. So it's almost like the pair have created their own um, territories, if that makes sense. Every now and then you'll see them pass each other. Every now and then, but rarely, you'll see them sort of coiled up together. Um, but mostly one will sit on the top, one will sit on the bottom, and then they'll swap. <laughs> and they literally go from top to bottom and they swap. They keep their own territories. They don't fight. You know, you don't see any of that. You don't see fighting for food. Food is so handy. I just I plug up the pipes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure one's at the top. I'll move the other ones down to the bottom. I'll plug up the pipes. I'll take the top tub off, feed her, put it back, take the bottom tub out, feed him, put it back. A couple of hours later, unplug the pipes. Jobs are good. And it's so easy, so simple. Pictures of what, do, what species are you doing this with? First of all, someone, yeah, I wanted to see pictures of it. If you have pictures <sighs> of it. Um, I, do, I can get pictures easily enough. Yeah, I can get pictures and I'll send them over later. Um, yeah. The pair in there are, are the Japanese rat snakes. Ooh, so you get to, do you keep them cool? I mean, do you keep them in a separate room? How do you keep them as far as temperature goes? Um, they're all in the same room at the moment. Um, the room the room is probably around, it stays at around about 20, 21, maybe 22 degrees during the day. Um, but they all have their separate heat sources. Um, um, but the Japanese rat snakes are on quite a low heat source. You know, they don't need a lot of heat. Um, they actually seem to do a lot better at a constant sort of um, uh, 22 to sort of 25 kind of t temperature, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to like the carpet snakes. You do, uh, they prefer it um, at sort of 28, 29. Um, so, yeah, they're much easier to keep, especially in a tub. You know, it makes it's a lot more simple. Yeah, yeah. so it, it allows you the freedom that kind of I have. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So if people don't know, for reference, U.S. people, um, 21 degrees Celsius is about 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which would be like what normally people keep their house at. And then he yeah. also mentioned 25 Celsius, which is going to be 77 degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah. those are all temperatures that we can achieve pretty much yeah. no matter where you are in a house, which is why I think, you know, Asian rat snakes are cool. Mm. yeah they're amazing snakes yeah they're, they're um they're incredibly fun to keep as well um they're always active 
Um, they're probably more active than any of my animals, if I'm honest. Out of all of them, it's probably them and the Taiwanese beauty snakes. You know, there's you know they're over the same same sort of area. Um, like I say always active in the day and the night, really. Um, yeah, so easy to keep. They don't need crazy hot temperatures. They don't need too much humidity. Um, it's just nice to provide a nice a nice water bowl where they can um, where they can soak if they really need to. Um, yeah, just a just a really great species to keep. To be honest, great to handle. Um, great fun to handle as well. Um, you know, they're not going to rip your arm off if you get bitten. <laughs> Although I do get bitten quite a lot by them, they're quite feisty to be fair. But you know they they don't do huge amounts of damage. Um, so yeah, good fun, real good fun. Yeah, but it seems like you guys, in general, as far as keeping goes, reptile keeping, you tr- you're trying to give animals options. Absolutely, yeah. definitely, absolutely. That was my whole thing. I, it was I thought to myself, how can I take this tub and and make it into something um, that has that gives them the same options that a six foot tank would give them, you know, or well, maybe not a six foot tank. That's a lot of space, but you know, a four foot tank. So they've got lots of room to go in and out. You know, they can stretch their whole body up these tanks. Mm. Um, you know, they've got all the different thermal gradients, the humidity gradients. Um, and it, and it, and I think it does, I mean, it, it's not a nice big six foot jungle, you know, um, but it, you know, it gives them a few, few options. And it proves that, you know, a tub can be used in a totally different way than, than just a, you know, a, a piece of paper towel and a water bottle. You know, that, that was my aim. And, that, um, and that's the thing over in the UK. You know, there's a lot of debates over keeping your animals in tubs or vivs and, and, and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of people against uh, keeping them in, in, in tubs and racks. Um, but like you say, it's the way that you keep them in there. You know, you, you can get a decent-sized tub that's got everything in that, that, that a absolutely. reptile needs. And yeah, uh, at the end yeah. of the day, if, if you're looking after your reptile in the right way, whether you're keeping it in a, a timber enclosure or a plastic enclosure or a tub, it, it makes no difference. No. <laughs> Definitely not yeah. to the, the animal anyway. I think, um, and I may be completely wrong here, but um, especially when I'm going on to a lot of the, the English groups or the UK groups, there seems to be a a big want for enrichment and to provide a platform for the animals to be able to show natural behaviour. And, you know, they, I, I, again, I'm not on many of the American groups. So I really couldn't comment, comment on that. But they seem to want to try and heat things and light things a little bit more efficiently to replicate, the, you know, what the, what the sun does in the wild. Um, and a lot of people are tending tending to stay away from care sheets, and they tend to look at field research. Like I, I messaged you yesterday about um, Western hognose. Now, I've you know I've kept them before. I know how to keep them, you know, um, textbook. But why just do some textbook? Why just do something because a care sheet says you know these animals come from a certain part of the world, and we do have access to that information. So, yeah. you know, so. I actually, again, I've only done a little bit of research into it, you know, but there's, they say keep it keep it at a hot spot of 30 degrees. Um, whereas if you look at the field studies, you know, they're finding them basking at like temperatures like 46, 47 degrees. Um, okay, they're not sitting in there all day. But if you can give your animal the opportunity mm-hmm. to, to get that warm and then get away from it. So the enclosure I've just built, I've got a 25 watt, um Really, really, really small ball, and underneath that, I'm getting a basking spot of about 46 degrees at the moment. The opposite end of the enclosure, and bearing in mind this enclosure is only two and a half foot, the opposite end of the enclosure is 19 degrees, which is cold. 
you know yeah. so it's got a complete thermal grate if it needs all that heat then it can go directly underneath the bulb if it wants it, a 30 degree basking spot it can find it um you know there's there's multiple different there is lights. a problem though isn't there Hoss? And, you, and you've said this as well in the past it's hard to tell people that because people then yeah. go oh okay we'll keep our animal at 46 degrees mm-hmm. you know and and, yeah. and, and you'll end up you'll and, end up cooking your animal yeah the, the, the thing is as well is i'm using a tight i wish uh, the bulb is literally as big as that cap up there it's tiny mm-hmm. you know if you put like a massive normal heat bulb which you know which are kind of like that kind of size you are so, literally so all those people driving along now in the cars listening to this podcast hoss are going to know exactly what size you're talking about okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna shake it at my face the size of my fist um, you know but it's um it's You've got to use common sense. And I think this is why we have these beginner guides and say, look, you need to use a, a certain sized heat bulb and you need to use a thermostat um, because it's safe and you've got more control. When you start to look look into things and get a little, a little bit more, not advanced, because I don't want to say this, uh, there's a massive thing in the UK about elitism and people mm-hmm. thinking they're better. This isn't the case at all. But if you start to get a little bit more technical with the equipment that you're using and micromanaging it, then that that 25 watt bulb isn't going to get any hotter it's you know it's such a small heat source mm. it's 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 the way it's being used um you know and if anyone is going to go out and try it you know look into it do your research first before you know before you do it because at the end of the day it's the animal that's going to suffer mm. so always do your research but that, that's, yeah, that's why, why that's why i have my heat rock on a thermostat so <laughs> Yeah, in, yeah. in the UK, we don't use heat rocks as well. I'm just kidding. People <laughs> really, really fret. That's like the one thing you I'm don't use. <laughs> That's basically the equivalent of, I don't know, just very, very outdated. But we're gonna Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's the caveat we always have to say with people like, yes, you can do certain things like this if you have the space. And if even if people... like we keep it ambient and it's like that that goes way against the traditional as far as you want your animal to have a thermal gradient, which I, it's, I believe in most things, but it just works out in colubrids for whatever reason, 80 degrees. Um, even <laughs> though say we have corn snakes here in New Jersey, just 40 miles away. And right now, what is it? 30 degrees out right now. And it barely, it barely gets to 80, you know, more than well, 50 days out of the year, let alone, you know, but you have them in the Florida Keys where they're always hot always too. Always yeah. So yeah. it's like, you can handle anything. For some reason, it works. I don't know. I don't have. To um, be- in to be fair, in in your defense, I I do agree quite a lot with that. Um, you know, with the Boyds and stuff like that, they they seem to they seem to need a basking spot a lot more than um, cooler temperate um, colubrids. Um, Especially the Americans and the and the um, Asians, and and I they... keep my pythons on thermal gradient and stuff. Like yeah, that. So I do them differently. Yeah, I think I think they do need it a lot more than most colubrids. I say most colubrids. I'm generalizing here, but the colubrids we're talking about, you know, yeah, um, the species of rat North snakes America. I've mentioned, yeah, and the corn snakes that you've mentioned, um, I think do a lot better um, with a with an ambient temperature than. The boids we're talking about would, um, you know, I think if you were to keep um, GTPs at just an ambient temperature, an all-day ambient temperature, 
I think I don't think they'd do as well as having an optional. Let me let me ruin your life. <laughs> I keep, I keep my, my GTP with my colubrids because I did. Really? Uh, previously, I had them in like a big cube, and right. I had it was probably like eighty six degree hot spot. I tried to go too hot with the with the GTPs, and then I would keep it like ambient. Would usually be about room temperature it was about seventy two or so, which I guess is about like twenty one degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. but. Um, but then it was just having terrible. I think we have a weird one though. Ours did terrible. I think it in that. Yeah, and it's so it's weird. Terrible. And then, and then I put them in a tub, which is the same size as the cube, almost maybe a little bit mm-hmm. smaller, with a few perches. Keep them yeah. ambient, eighty to eighty-two degrees, and it's so much better. Amazing now, and I don't know why. And uh-huh. I've heard people keep both ways with them too, but. I think and the I, whole thing is just not getting too hot with them. I think as long as you're somewhere. And and I think uh, like speaking to sort of like a lot of breeders, and there's a lot of confusion when keeping GTPs about the humidity, um, and thinking yeah. they need it humid all the time, where actually they don't. They need yeah. a really high level of humidity for a short period of time. Mm. And and I think yeah. uh, Danny, you'll you'll agree with that, won't you? And oh, then absolutely. and then and then take that humidity away. You know, you yeah, don't absolutely. want it. In, you don't want it steaming up constantly no, um no not at all and, like, and 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 you saying that as well joe about the temperatures you know i think a lot of people that start keeping gtps start um with a high temperature and then realize that it's probably too too high and and i yeah. think you did that you experienced that yourself didn't you danny um yeah yeah i mean not not quite along those lines but y- yes um i i 100 agree with the humidity thing um they don't. I mean, if most rainforests you go to, you know, you you have this huge downpour of rain, you know, and it won't stop for a day or two, and then it will stop for two weeks and it will dry out, you know, and you won't see any more. It'll be bone dry, and then it will chuck it down again. Um, and that's that's kind of the way I try and keep. Um, they usually get misted, uh, or I, I try to raise the, t- the humidity as soon as I see one of the animals coming into blue. And when GTPs come into blue, it's incredibly obvious that you cannot miss it. If you're missing it, you're doing something wrong. and You're not paying enough attention, in my opinion. Um, so it's very, very easy to hit that mark, you know, bang on the right spot. You know, you know, you know, the timings are perfect. You know, as soon as that slate comes into blue, spray it down, spray down what, you know, the substrates or the paper, whatever you're using, you know, add, add a bit of humidity for a few days. Um, let it move out of blue, um, let it dry up again, just make sure there's loads of fresh water all the time, fresh make sure it's hydrated, yeah. make sure it's hydrated all the time because that's so important with GTPs, and then it's let it dry out. Oh. A few days later, it would it would, it would shed perfect every time. It's, in, it's important we reptile altogether. I don't think people change yeah. their water often enough. Um, now, I'm totally over the top, as I am with most in life. I change my water bowls every single day. Oh. And you know, and the re- the reason why I do it, and again, you don't need to do it as often as I do. But as soon as you put that water bowl in, step back from the viv and watch your animals go straight to the bowl naked. You know, yeah. or in my in my case, they do. And if that water's been there and it's been left stagnant, I know especially when I kept scrub pythons, it was always the same. If that mm-hmm. water was stagnant or it's a couple of days old, they're not interested. They'll take a mm-hmm. shit in it. Yeah, but they're not going to drink it. Um, so by changing that water all the time, it's a new scent. You know, every time you change the water, you know, it's a, it's a different smell. They investigate it and they go, "Ooh, water!" 
have a drink. Mm -hmm. And that in itself aids with digestion and and the hydration. And I found that I don't need to mist my animals as much. And there's a couple of people who are going to take the piss out of me for saying this, but (laughs) we call it inner hydration. Hydration. It's more important, you know, coating yourself. You know, if you're thirsty, don't have a bath. Yeah. you know, if it's really hot or it's really dry, your skin may get a little bit rashy and it may be dry. But soaking it isn't going to do you any favour. You know, it's going to cause bacterial problems, you know, make, you know, and that kind of thing. It's not healthy to be wet. So when people say raise the humidity, that doesn't mean to saturate and soak the animal. No. It means raise the, the air humidity. Um, and that's something that gets really confused within the hobby and why people talk. And I think a lot of animals suffer because of that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think people spray, I don't know, I don't spray many animals. Now I, pray, I spray the uh, Amazon tree bill, but I could do anything to that thing and it wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> we do talk about that a lot. Sorry, Joe. Um, in the UK, uh, sort of like humidity levels anyway is quite high. Um, so... I, I don't spray at all any of my carpets um but obviously the you know depending on what you like what your heating source is and how much how many vents you've got in your tank will will alter that but as a rule in a standard viv over here there's no need to spray uh carpets at all also i mean here in the in the northeast of the united states probably similar over there we're heating the houses so we're robbing humidity from our houses and my house naturally would be about 20 degrees but since I'm able to have, you know, a separate snake room per se, I keep a humidifier and it stays above 50%. So it eliminates yeah. that heavy, you know, you're, I'm less dependent on spraying. I'm less Your room is you, yeah. The because the, yeah, you're because of that. But that's what I feel like some people keep in their bedrooms and that's probably, you know, that's probably oh, a struggle yeah. for them to keep humidity. Oh, no. So when, when I lived at my parents' house, I had quite literally, a whole two walls of solid vivariums, but like you couldn't see the wallpaper for vivs. And I keep a lot of species from Papua New Guinea in Indonesia. So obviously there's a lot of humidity. So when the summer over here is in full swing, it's really warm. Joe's going for a poo now, look. I don't know why he felt the need to tell me. What <laughs> yeah, so... Obviously, growing up in, in my bedroom as a kid, that there was oh, there was just so much humidity. You just lying there on top of the bed sheet, going, "Oh my God, kill me now! It's too warm." Um, and obviously, the snakes come first. The room needs to be warm, and unfortunately, the humidity come with it. Um, yeah. Not many golf stopped over in that room, unfortunately. No interest in ever keeping snakes in the bedroom again. <laughs> no, it's a pain in the ass. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> the uh. The albinos that I had, um, I had to put them in just because I quarantined them. But the only at that time we only had um, room in the bedroom to put them in. But the male was absolutely obsessed with my wife. Every time she walked in, he would just come out and just follow around the bedroom. It was really freaky. Was <laughs> had to move him straight out. Sorry, Hoss, you're breaking up quite a bit, mate. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Joe. Your internet connection, Haas. Joe, uh, so, did you enjoy the poo? He's <laughs> <laughs> going for beer. Uh, okay, so some questions and comments from the chat. Uh, 
Graham Patterson said first oh, about God. said he's inner hydrating with a beer right now. Nice, yes, uh, nice. <laughs> he's, he's a good friend of ours, uh, Graham. He's and uh, you, he's, you he's... guys, we're gonna lose Although, him to you guys soon. Yeah, he's Although, uh, <laughs> I just say live on air that uh, Graham, you lied to me last night. You used to advice to get in touch with a certain individual because he's seen Western hog noses in the flesh. He hadn't, <laughs> he had, he's <laughs> never seen one, he's, he's never seen one, he's never kept one. I'm from the UK to see fucking Hognose. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently knows loads of people. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know someone. He's, he's an American. Trying to be up there lately. I heard he's trying to get over here, but I don't know. Right, no, he's, taking, he's coming over to take your jobs. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sold up. He sold his house and everything. He's on his way. He's gone. Yeah, that's it, man. Good, good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Ryan asked if you have on off thermostats or are they progressive? Uh, progressive, uh, we call them dimming thermostats. Um, we do, so too. That, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I use predominantly dimming thermostats, I find them more cost effective. Um, your bulb, obviously, if it's constantly going on, off, on, off, you're going to wear that filament out quicker. Um, whether it's dimming, you're obviously using less electric electricity to maintain that temperature rather than having to heat the bulb back again. Um, and also, as well, I don't like this goes in my room. It was quite interesting, Hoss, when we went to uh, Microclimate, when they the, 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 the company that manufacture our, uh, the thermostats that we have. Um, they said that they would use the dimming because um, uh, the ones that we've got have got on-off uh, pulse or or dimming. And he said I would use the dimming on absolutely everything. And we just go like even even if you're using heat pads, yet because a lot of people was in a misconception that you use you know a, a pulse for for a for a heat pad. And he was like, no, use dimming on everything. So we we just took his advice and and we just set everything on on dimming now. Mm. I think light bulbs are probably a very foreign thing to a lot of U.S. keepers. So you guys don't use like heat tape or you know something that we would use. Ceramics. I use ceramics. I do, and ceramics and LED lights, uh, not yeah, for so heating, obviously, but but just for lighting and ceramics yeah, for heating. Yeah, so for uh, racks and tubs, people use uh, heat pads or cables, that kind of thing. Um, no one's really brought the uh the, the heat panels over here there's one company which make them and they're not that they're not really that to be honest um so if there's anyone listening who actually goes and wants to start a business please do because uh we need them got panels panels and, and, a, and, and a decent internet connection by the sound of it yeah that's, that's what you need <laughs> that's what you need you're jumping all over the place at the moment, mate. <laughs> it's, the, it's the drugs. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind so much if you were taking on the full Mardi Gras, um, you know, experience and had your t-shirt off. That'd be fine. Multiple but... <laughs> well, people. That's what they have to do to get Joe's shirt off. But I say time and time again, they're real... all dudes, by the way. Don't get impressed, people. <laughs> 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 I think you should. I think you should take it off. <laughs> Dude, 
Come on. Going off my forehead, bright. Let alone like that. Go. Oh Only Taurus do that, guys. Don't aspire to be Taurus. No, do whatever you want. Have fun, guys. Well, body. <laughs> Spring break. Woo! <laughs> I love that that's a reference across all. All countries. Although I feel like he said it in like a white American girl way. He did, and I love it. It's it's across the world. That spring break reference. That American girls are like that, I guess. Do European girls show their tits? I don't know. (laughs) No, not one. Depends which country you go to in 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 in, (laughs) it's finally been cut out. Brilliant. Oh dear, bless him. (laughs) So yeah, depending on uh, depending on which country you go to in Europe, uh, depends on how much uh, clothes they wear or how little they wear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you've ever been to somewhere like Sweden or Amsterdam, yeah, Mardi Gras would uh, would be tame. Yeah, well, well they, they anything like that would they be tame. Need a Mardi Gras to take the clothes off, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So you guys are going to be having a party. I guess we got to talk about that. Oh, wait, fest, no, man. wait, before oh, that. Oh, 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 Sorry, oh, oh, oh. I thought this was interesting. Graham said one more thing. Um, and he said he finds that living in a harder water area, you can get more urate buildup in lime scale. And he said uh-huh. he switched to bottled water recently and seen a better result. So do you guys... Yeah. Tap water or bottled water? Oh, uh, yeah. in Hosleve, our water comes from probably one of the world's best water sources in the world. It comes from the Welsh mountains, so we're mm-hmm. we've got fantastic water quality where we live. Um, in in Norfolk, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing is safe to drink for <laughs> animals or humans, and I should imagine um, if you want to leave, you will go to the shops and buy your water. <laughs> um actually i mean actually <laughs> yeah yeah bite me um surprise <laughs> surprisingly our water's really good um you do get the odd um sort of Brown water marks on, on the glass and stuff um occasionally you know, but it's never terrible dead body floating in it and <laughs> <laughs> yeah dead animal so, so yeah. danny you know when you turn your tap on how long yeah. does it take the brown sludge to stop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, we don't. No, all jokes aside, we don't get anything like that. To be fair, it's, yeah, it's really we, clean we, here, so we I don't bother. You. We've heard you shout down, Molly. I'm coming down in five minutes. Can you turn the tap on? I want a drink of water. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> God, the Norfolk people are going to string me and hustle. I tell you, they are. They genuinely <laughs> they're, are. They're, they're not. They're not though, because they can't get out of Norfolk to do anything. No, they're they're you all know, locked down. Right? You're gonna have to come into Norfolk first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you come, you guys come here, they're going to be waiting at the border for you with pitchforks. That's <laughs> oh, for like us, because we don't know. For us, it's like if you're in a different state, you could be like seven hours away. How far are you guys away? Yeah, I think from border to border, if if you want to do it like that, it's it's probably around about two hours. But for me to get to Hoss's house is, is I would say with traffic, probably a, a good two and a half hours. Oh, that's not bad at all. Hey. No, we, no, we, it's not we, terrible. We, no, over the in the UK, is, we think 
but it's a, it's a long distance, and we're going. Oh, it's three hours. But over there in the states, you go like. Well, it's not. It's, it's not. Hour but, drive for us. That's it. But but when you when you all work, we all work. Um, we all work sort of quite long hours, so we don't really get to see a lot of each other. Um, you know, we've all got our families at weekends and stuff like that as well. So, um, and also I I know, I know what the states is like. You know, you can drive for three hours and really not notice it if i'm honest because you, you you guys have really nice roads really big open roads um decent podcast you know, too exactly yeah i mean you guys have got reptile and chill to listen to i'm jealous <laughs> you know, um, and, uh, but if you drive if you drive for three hours in the uk chances are you've hit seven thousand potholes you yeah. know you've you've got anxiety because you think your wheels about to fall off because of that drainage hole you've just hit on the side of the fucking b road yeah road rage there as well oh dude the road rage you're completely lying mate if you've driven for three hours you probably got to the end of norfolk mate because there's fucking traffic (laughs) (laughs) tractors tractors are a nightmare around here tractors and lorries them tractors boy they're everywhere aren't they bloody old things (laughs) (laughs) get get right here get right in your fucking tits boy (laughs) those tractors and farmers are fucking everywhere (laughs) (laughs) i'm bleeding (laughs) you bumped your head i'm bleeding i noticed it earlier he shaved his head and he hasn't shaved his head properly so he's obviously uh He's not <laughs> off his head laughing. Oh, you absolute grimmer. Has uh, anyone got a pasta? Kick him off. Kick him, kick like him off the like podcast. <laughs> you guys have the same exact look, just a couple years off. <laughs> Whoa. A couple years off. <laughs> hang years on, off. hang on, hang on. Right. You all have the same no, exact no, look. If Danny just it's, lost his it's, hair. It's Felt no. and Haas have the, have the same look. Look, we like you two. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> Out of everybody, I am the most offensive. I am the most offended by that. I'm not going to lie. Now, technically, since we are still technically hosts, right? Is that a, is that a fiver? Because he's offended me. I know we might not be the hosts of this podcast, but. We are you brought... still technically hosts. <laughs> Have you brought your gavel? Have you got your gavel with you? Uh... <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Fiver. So, so, Fiver. Obviously, some of your listeners might, might not know, but what we do, we find our guests. So if they swear, we find them. If they drop off the call, we find them. Uh, and if All they... Right, you they... Might have if, if, uh, that is true. That is true. Hoss, that's oh, a fiver. You dropped off. And if you upset us, you get fined. And and all the money that we make uh, goes to Mental Health UK. So, so you get uh, if your feelings are hurt, and if they're hurt, you charge us five dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my fair. feelings are hurt. <laughs> Look, see this face. <laughs> I did not support him in that original statement. it's it's a really good job you didn't didn't come on the podcast melissa because uh joe swore that much and offended us that much we've had to set up a payment plan for him (laughs) 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 we can't not curse it's so bad we curse so often Again, just see Melissa just going, Joe, you seem to be selling a lot of reptiles lately since you've been on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Yeah. 
<laughs> what, why has Hoss got a new car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. You'll get judged. Uh, in the chat, say Pikey's a curse word. It's not a curse word. It's just offensive. It is offensive. It, it's basically like... Um, it, it, it's it's kind of you know, it's like calling a you know, you know the tramp. Yeah, so you know what you know what you know what a gypsy is, right? You guys. Yeah. Okay, well, gypsies are. Um, care, gypsies are. Yeah, no, be no, careful. gypsies are very traditional um, yeah. families that like that don't like living by the rule of the man. Exactly. Um, so they they like to they like to travel around in in actually really really nice um wagons and carts and they have lovely horses and and ponies and stuff like that and you know all that good stuff and they and they do I'm a lot of traditional stuff no no gypsies oh, i'm yeah. talking proper gypsies proper proper gypsies yeah proper gypsies are like um clean um they make it they make a living they 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 make things you know and earn money and and you know they're actually half decent members of society Pikeys, on the other hand, are the scummy ones that you see that have set up camp, set up camp in crappy, horrible white caravans on the roundabout in the middle of your town, and are throwing bags of rubbish and shit all over the roads, and they're getting in the way, and all the people driving past are swearing at them, and the police can't move them because they're, you know, when you take on one pikey, you take on sixteen hundred of them, and um, you've just done that <laughs> straight. Fucking bring it, bring it, dude! I'm from Norfolk. Can, yeah. yeah. Can I just say, bring um, it. That Danny Wells's opinions and <laughs> from the ground up podcast or reptile in chill. It is affiliated with both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pikeys are, are not, no, no good. Pikeys are not good. Lost our pikey listening. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, single-handedly, I'm sorry. I can't imagine any of them have got the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh. Danny, you're going back on the naughty step. Have you seen? Have you seen Snatch, you guys? No, but someone brought it up earlier in the chat. Actually, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, if you see, if you if you watch Snatch, um, um, Brad Pitt and his friends are bikies, proper bikies. I mean, do they all look like Brad Pitt? It sounds like the joke's on you if they do. They look like No, unfortunately, they really don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi wow. to Brandon Wheeler, anyway. He's a good guy. Like, uh, yeah, it's just Brandon. forms of those things. Of Pikes. Of Pikes. Yeah, we have our own. <laughs> we have our own Pikes. Yeah, yeah, over here, Pikes. Pikey is. I'm All explaining. Right. I'm explaining the worst. <laughs> no, I'm explaining the worst. You know why? Why people see it as a swear word? Yeah. <laughs> and you should be fine for that, right? What? I mean, we all said Pikey. We all said Pikey a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, fine. Reptile and chill. <laughs> and horse can play it. But if you do, I can just say that you are taking it out of uh, Mental Health UK. So, you know, <laughs> I'm sure this is a reptile podcast. Um, yeah. Reptile and other stuff. So, reptile. Well, let's talk about reptile. Podcast. No, let's talk about Carbifest. 
Oh, yeah, that's what we were trying to talk about. And we? then I we suck at talking about what we're actually trying to talk but about. But we're getting there. <laughs> so, you, y'all's Carpet Fest seems to, in its first year, already like out. All right, all right. Form. They didn't pull it off yet, all right? This could all be fake. The advertising is already above above, uh, a lot of the other covers. Well, no, they have a bouncy house. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. (laughs) A bouncy house. And these these assholes are, they have the nerve to serve barbecue. (laughs) Yeah! Barbecue at your carpet fest, sir. Yeah! You guys. We, are, we were actually going to have a bald eagle um, as part of a big bird fly. You're going to hold down the 4th of July Just too, or what? Yeah, we, we thought Eric wouldn't be able to deal with it, so we've cancelled that. Um, we do have a we have got a bird fly happening. Um, yes, it's the 3rd of August um, this year. Um, Mike's going to tell you the address at the end because I can't remember it. Um, do you want to go and give your internet like a, a slap? <laughs> I've, I've, it's not my internet. It's parents. Shit. Uh, I can't yeah. do anything with it. I've tried. Do you want to? Do you want to go and give your parents a slap? Mom, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> oh god! Um, I told you we're gonna lose all your fans tonight. That's it. That is it. Oh god! From the ground up is done for. That's it. That's it. Last. This is the final podcast, guys. Let's push that. It's, it's really push this one, you know. That's it. From the ground up is 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 done. It's, it's, it's now called from the ground down. <laughs> it's only going one way. It's going down. Oh my god. So let me just bring a little bit of normality back to the uh, show and no. then for my co-host. Okay, so. <clears throat> Saturday the 3rd of August, um, we are hosting the first UK's uh, Carpet Fest. Um, You know, (laughs) Danny, you know. (laughs) Um, We have beer, music, barbecues, uh, bouncing castle. What is English barbecue? Like Uh, Burgers and sausages. So... Yeah, hot, hot dogs. No, birds. we're gonna serve, serve tri tips and all sorts. It's gonna be amazing. No, we're not. <laughs> it's at my local rugby club, and I know the guy that's doing the barbecue, and he only does one hundred and ten percent beef sausages. <laughs> beef sausages. <laughs> oh god. So, so uh, oh. yeah, that's that's our barbecue. That's our barbecue. Um. We've got a reptile and bird display, a charity raffle, and it is at the Vizians Rugby Club, Little Hardwick Road, WS9 OSQ, and the doors open at one, and the drinks finish early hours in the morning <laughs> when you carry it out, basically. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, stupid, but what is WS9 OSQ? Is that the address? That's your code. code. It's, code. It's, like your, it's like your zip code. Okay. Are rugby clubs like I imagine them? Do you just like throw beer around and do chants, or what do you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. We do that. We do the haka. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna do all that cool stuff. It's gonna be amazing. Honestly, you got you guys haven't seen nothing. 
<laughs> basically in a nutshell we're stolen carpet fest right and we're gonna we're gonna show you guys how to do it it's gonna be absolutely amazing it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a club full of like passed out bodies as far as you can see can I be a the first person that's gonna be passed out is is the young man from from morelia python radio <laughs> no it'll probably no it'll probably be me it'll be me it will be me so yes, so we're, we're having we're having a sponsored Hobbit toss. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it sponsored by? Eagle on them and see how far he'll fly with them, or what? Yeah, yeah. Um, does um, we should ask that question actually, guys, while we're here. Does from the ground up, do the do you guys want to um sponsor the the Hobbit toss? Oh yeah. Oh, I think you should. About. I, I think I think they should. What do you think, Hoss? Who's throwing the hobbits? I mean, you're one of them, Dana. You, so. you are. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Eric can throw him. But, but it's, uh, <laughs> if, if I if I can't throw Eric, right? I'm cancelling carpet fest now. I'm, I'm, I'm if, like throwing. If, if it's a throwing competition and I'm up against Hoss, my money's on Hoss. He's a big. Old, he's a big old guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got like he's got like a super arm, haven't you, Hoss? <laughs> Super strong. Like guy, <laughs> did you guys both look like guys who I've seen who throw kegs and kilts? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're exactly that guy. Yeah, that's the whole. Oh, that's game. it. Oh, yeah. that's it. That's that's the entirety of Scotland offended. <laughs> oh dear. So offended the pike. Offended the pikeys was bad. You've just offended Scotland. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that's it. We're done for. Um, you touched on like Hossie's special arm. Did uh, I don't know if you, you know <laughs> that he's. Like... I did not call it a special arm. <laughs> I called it a strong arm. That's exactly my brain went. strong hands. He's T-Rex, so he's one arm's little and his other arm's massive. <laughs> I think I think I need to explain myself. I think I need I'm, to leave. Basically, Danny Wells is a bully. I'm missing a muscle in my arm, which makes my arm look weird. And I'm really sensitive about it, really conscious about it. Uh, but Frank, that's why you are because you feel unloved yes. about your arm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Too small. Does anyone any And as you can see, we fully support Hoss in his, um, you know, feelings about... I'm going to give a 10 yeah. just for Hoss's arm, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's going to be out so we can't even respond. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I think we should donate some money just for us so we can get a decent internet connection. <laughs> You're gonna want to go visit www.patreon.com/slash Haas in order to get him. <laughs> go fund me. <laughs> He's frozen. Uh, him as well uh, now. Bless his heart. Log back in. Haas, you can't even fight back. Oh, <laughs> there he is. There he is. Wait. Oh, oh, no. they, oh, that's another fiver. He dropped off the line. Yeah. Useless. Doing it again. So can I request a Facebook live stream of all three of you in the bounce house together? All right. Yeah, I, I, I love that. <laughs> yes. Ah. Definitely. 
Woman! <laughs> I just uh, didn't have to touch each other. I just want them. You're gonna want to touch each other. You want the crazy love to have the they call it a jumping house but we need a bouncing house but we need to get a bigger one because um, <laughs> they want to see all three of us in there so we're gonna have to well, go that, that, large look i know i know we've got a rugby field attached to the club it, it's not that fucking big uh, uh, I'm, funny, I'm 22 stone if i fall on anyone they're gonna die <laughs> I'd be surprised if the bouncy castle is still standing after you tell me. <laughs> and that's exactly why it needs to be light. Oh, <laughs> right. Danny well. He's gone. You might take it down, but it'll come back up. They always come back. <laughs> oh my gosh. My, I've actually just blown a blood vessel. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's official. Danny Wells, is the second, Danny Wells is the second person to cry on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's very true. It's only been me up until now. Uh, <laughs> you said twice. You could think you cried like a week. I did cry recently. Who made me cry? I don't know, man. I'd say a fiver. That's a fiver. Making <laughs> someone cry is a fiver. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I don't know who it was, but I really did. Um, okay, so since you have a bounce house, are you trying to make it like a real family fam- uh, family yeah. friendly? Yeah, friendly. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, the, yeah. Idea, <laughs> it's, the so idea friendly. is <laughs> the idea is that reptiles come, um, but also people from the local area that maybe don't keep reptiles or are just interested in them, um, or don't even care about them, um. As long as they're putting money in the mental health bucket, I ain't bothered. I've been yeah, literally oh, everyone's invited. But we want to educate kids as well, don't we? So we want to yeah, we want to make sure that the kids are there, even if the parents aren't interested. You know, this could be where in twenty years' time, one of them kids are talking on their own podcast, going, "Do you know what? I went to a thing called Carpet Fest. It's when I saw my first reptile. Spoke to some keepers, and and from then it ballooned. It ballooned. So, you know, you never know who's going to be, you know, out of those kids." We're going to get actually get into breed uh, into reptiles and 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 be the future of the hobby. So is alcohol served? Because then, absolutely. <laughs> do, you, do, you, <laughs> do you think we'd turn up if there wasn't no alcohol? So in the UK, Felps, you can we can we can we can drink and take our children. <laughs> like we can take our kids to bars. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, see, that is not. We can guys, do that in New Orleans. Can drink outside. You can have open container. We can't have that. We bars are not usually twenty one. New Orleans is special, and we get to do that. She and... lived in an uncivilized part of the country. It's like the armpit <laughs> of our country. No, it's, it's like it's the best experience of our country, and it's what all states it's wish. Ruleless. It's the laws, <sighs> not laws, that all states wish they didn't. It's influence have. from the French. I, I feel that Melissa's lived a better life than you now, Ja. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not your opinion. <laughs> I went to bars with my parents. I've been able to go into bars. You're, yeah, clearly she was brought up very well. Your parents know you the best, so they should be able to decide 
on what exposure Louisiana, you are. Louisiana, you can drink at any age as Not long any as you're age. with your parents. No, I think it's like 16. No, it's like 12, dude. You can drink <laughs> as long as you're with your if you're with your, if you're going for a meal, I think it might be, I might be wrong. I think if you're 13 and you're going for a meal, it's your, at your parents' discretion. If I'm honest with you, I mean, in the, in, in the US, you have to sort of like produce ID, um, even sort of like past 21, they'll ask you for ID. I, I was drinking in a pub. Um, I, I got really friendly with the, with the, the, the guy that owned the pub. Um, and I had, Really, and, 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 really friendly. <laughs> I've been drinking there for years and, and got to know him quite well. And then I asked him to have my 18th birthday, birthday, 18th birthday party there. So, And he was like, you've been drinking here for three years. You mean you're not 18? I was like, no, I started drinking here when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he said more and more so now in the UK, they're asking for ID, but they never used to. It was just a, a look at you and... You know, you had that friend that was sort of like had a full chest, a full, a full hairy chest and a beard at, at 14. And you'd ask him to go yeah. in the, the local off license and buy oh, the beard yeah. for everybody in the area. <laughs> when, when, I, when I met your mum at your wife's birthday party, she actually told me that you came out the womb completely bald and with a big ginger beard. <laughs> <laughs> and with a pint of beer in his hand. <laughs> Cider. Right. Cider, yeah, yeah. And, and this podcast. <laughs> Turn me into a massive drinker, and and you know, liar, <laughs> liar. <laughs> the first podcast he did, he was like, "Daddy, I'm going to behave tonight. I'm only going to have thirteen cans." What? <laughs> My last one now. Look. <laughs> wow. Fuck's sake! That is madness, and his face wow. is even barely red. I know you're <laughs> the most passable drinker. Like, you'd, I'd never guessed you'd had so many already. Yeah, I'd so... be, I'd, I'd be on the floor. That'd be it. I'd be like that. <laughs> oh, my excuse. I literally, you, you, oh, lad, I you wouldn't get anything else out of me. Because they're only 440 mil. I've only had 12, 440 mil cans. Oh, they're, not, they're not quite pints. Still, Joe is on like four, and that's a lot. Joe, Joe, Joe looks like he's about to pass out. <laughs> You're only. <laughs> <laughs> that's a 330 mil can, I think, that Joe's drinking. This is 12 ounces. I don't know. I speak American. Yeah. About That's all 330. 330. So this is 440. And this is my 12. But it's just, did you say it's just cider? Yeah, yeah. That's easier to drink. Yeah, it's only, uh, it's only 5%. Oh, well, that's what our beer is. <laughs> that's what our beer is. Yeah. Yeah. We're some pussies. Oh, we are. Mine is, uh, mine is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mine is one liter, so it's much bigger, much bigger than yours. This is a, a fruity, a fruity cider. Um, do you like some of this? That, um... No, no, I do not want some of that. It can... is because it's black. Because your internet's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's Corona. House is drinking. Mine is a two point five percent comminuted lemon. From co- concentrate, <laughs> that was, yeah. Oh, you know. God, that's going terribly wrong. Got it. I don't know. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, got it no sounds, internet connection. It sounds like I'm drunk. <laughs> Danny is drink. He's he's talking absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike's just swore, so he's definitely pissed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't swear, do I? No, he's pissed. <laughs> okay, so snakes. Um, so there will be snakes at your carpet. Possibly. Oh, Hoss, you there? Everyone, <laughs> like, oh, sort your internet out. Ah, uh, it's, it's rude. He's gone, Hoss. Touch the snake at a carpet. So there'll be snakes at your carpet. Well, I, I live um, literally opposite the rugby club, and my collection's here, so um, that'll be that'll be available for everybody to see. <laughs> I think I think what we were trying to do was um, um, get someone to um, bring one of their displays down. You know, like a licensed. Um, you know, venue displayer. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we've got that booked in yet. Um, but that's that's the idea. Yeah, that? and because the laws and because the laws have just recently changed over in the UK about doing displays and you have to be fully licensed and oh, it, it, you've got to be inspected. So mm-hmm. um, things are a little bit up in the air over in the UK at the moment. So that's yeah. Inspected. When you have them on display, so say you wanted to have them at Carpet Fest, you would have to have someone come and check. No, no, no. So somebody would inspect you as a business um, at some moment in time and say, right, then how are you keeping your animals? What are you doing? What experience have you got? There'd be a whole host of of, of sort of like questions that you'd I, that, that'd be asking. I will, I will send you out the document that you need to read. Um, it is quite literally the biggest headache our hobby has ever had. Or yeah. the, the the business, it it makes things very difficult. So if you've got a bemisher, the enclosure needs to be uh, two thirds of the length of the snake and one third deep and one third high. Um, you know, so if you're if you've got a, a big animal, you're quite literally keeping it in a room. Awkward cage. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but also, you've like, yeah. right, okay, you can get a six-foot snake, um, like a, a slender-bodied colubrid um, against a thicker-set void, and you've got meant to be keeping them in the same the same vivarium. Well, yeah, so if you've got a six-foot animal, you should be keeping that by their legislation in a four-foot by two-foot by two-foot. So say if you've got a, I don't know, for example, a six-foot corn snake, um, if you've got a six-foot blood, blood python, you can keep those the same enclosure, which makes no sense at that all. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, there was no thought gone into it, I think. I think people got involved in, in coming up with the size. I think the best intentions were there without getting experience uh, advice from experienced people. And and I think yeah. that's where it's pear shaped. I think it was non-reptile keepers. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think it was non-reptile keepers that actually came up with the legislation. Yeah, uh, I think I think what it was is the hobby itself, along with you know Chris Newman and you know the people that fought for it, said that the hobby needs policing in some way, shape, or form. You know, we we should be setting a standard on minimum enclosure sizes for for certain species. Blah blah blah. Someone took it and went, ah, oh, let's just do it our way, and you know, slap a minimum enclosure size for every bloody you know snake and out that there apply to all the keepers and, and just, a, just yeah um no no rescues aren't included rescues oh, rescue. a rescue center for reptiles doesn't legally exist in the uk <laughs> there's no formality or um you can't register them um but if you are a a commercial breeder 
or you own a pet shop, you've got a pet shop license that now comes under the new um, animal activities license. Um, it, it's all a bit messy, but I think it's something we can work on. I think people need to. Yeah, the basis is there. With, yeah, I think if people have got the, uh, they've got problems with this, need to get in touch with their local authorities and say, what well, this isn't working. And they need to report that, and then together the you know, the, the councils can kind of like go right. Okay, this isn't working. We need to change something. But until people start talking, you know, if people keep quiet, then it's going to be fucked forever. Um, yeah. We need to kind of, you know, I say we. None of us have reptile shops, so it doesn't really affect us. Um, we do. We do have. We do have um, Chris Newman who who fights all of our battles on this in in Parliament and what have you. Um, he's he's pretty much on our side. He he agrees that it's absolutely ridiculous. And what they've done is they've taken a, a few people's um, suggestions and just gone absolutely wild with it. And it's almost like they've had a party, got pissed, and come up with these bloody legislations and rules, written them all down, and then thrown them into circulation. And yeah. it's absolutely crazy. You know, and, and there's lots of things, isn't there, Danny, why people are up in arms? Because you yeah. know, some of the shops that are keeping animals are only keeping them from a, from a, for a short period of time because they're obviously selling them mm -hmm. on. But then it doesn't affect anybody at home who's going to be keeping them long term. So you if, just, yeah. if anything, you're you're even, the keeper. It's not the yeah, temporary situation. That you yeah, yeah it's, they've got yeah. it all. It's, it's almost like they've got it all backwards. And and yeah. also, you know, I, I know I know some people who are keeping, um, you know, 15, 16 foot. Um, pythons in absolutely amazing enclosures, but now this legislation is telling it telling them that they're, they're too small, you know. And and it's like, well, come on, guys! Even the people that are doing it the right way, and you know, have these fantastic setups and enclosures that are more than big enough. You're you're even telling us that even those guys are doing it wrong now, and, and you've got even, people keeping. It well, seems like they don't take into account the fact that how wide it is, as well as it, yeah, yeah, length. So yeah, what if you had something six foot wide, but also six foot, you know, yeah. six foot in length, six mm -hmm. foot in width, and like, but, yeah, but, also, but also, you know, they're just looking at the size of the enclosure. There's so much more to look into when you keep it. Yeah. What are you heating? How are you heating it? Are you heating it? Are you giving it enough? Yeah. You know, uh, water is is it you know is it getting enough water? Are you giving it any yeah. substrate or anything like that? Has it got a hide? So I am legally keeping this snake because I've got it in a nine foot viv. It's got no water, no substrate or anything like that. It's got no well, heating source, and that's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so just... part part of the legislation does there is certain requirements, and um, so you've got to have a source of water. You've got to have sort of heating. You've got to have two heights. Um, the problem is the when it, the enclosure size is it goes on the floor space. So if you've got a if you've got a six by four bib, uh, but you've got a three by two shelf inside there, you've increased that floor space, but that doesn't count. No. That doesn't count. If you've got branches, if you've got rocks, that increases the floor space in the vivarium, but that doesn't count. Um, you know, it's literally it's what the Which structure. Which is silly because one of the arguments um, the hobbyists are having is, okay, Hoss, um, you, you could have a, um, let's say, for instance, you could have a, a six-foot corn snake in um, an eight-foot enclosure, right? But you could have it on, you know, just newspaper, one hide and one water bowl. So there's no enrichment. There's no, you know, anything else, you know. 
but I could have it in a, a four-foot enclosure, which is half the size, but I could have branches and I could have vines and I could have different level hides and I could have deep substrates where it can burrow and I can have all this good stuff, you know, where it can really well, be enriched. I? Yeah, platforms a platform and on which perches. The, yeah, the size of your Yeah, and, and big wide perches and stuff, you know, where I can add so much enrichment, so many different options and um, thermal gradients, light gradients, all that good stuff, you know, I can add into a four foot enclosure so much more than somebody might be adding into an eight foot enclosure you know so it it's almost like they've just gone oh every animal should be in an enclosure that's two-thirds its size or whatever and that's it and there's nothing else to it it's just like whoa guys you've literally you've literally put no thought into this you know, no thought whatsoever yes we agree that the hobby needs the hobby needs policing or whatever, you know, in, in a, in, you know, in a certain yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, definitely needs guidance. Yeah. In the right direction. But this, what you've done is totally, totally wrong. And I will go on record saying that what they've done is so wrong. Yes, we can probably work on it, but it's going to take a hell of a lot of work and so much legwork to get this to where it needs to be. Because right now it's like at ground level, you know, yeah. it needs to be right up here, right here. You mentioned you have like a representative that's kind of representing the reptile hobby per se yeah. through one person, but is there any talk as far as like having your own organization? Yeah, like do you have, have like a USR? Oh. Well, like a hobbyist, like a hobbyist-driven organization, or like an yeah, official? Yeah, like like obviously you have IHS, but in a way, I feel like the more I talk to people, the more it seems like there's differing opinions for that because it seems like that's very hard headed in one direction. And yeah, yeah. Versus, so it's like need some type of voice for everyone. What we need is a really, really big UFC cage. And everyone gets in it. Fight, <laughs> get it out the way and done with. And then like <clears> Royal <throat> Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We need something, um, but people are more interested in just having it out, arguing. And yeah. just arguing with that conclusion. Um, mm-hmm. And it's quite funny, actually, because Danny's just gone on a massive rant about it. He actually promised that he wouldn't talk about politics ever again. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> this is why I don't talk about politics. This is why. But the answer yeah, to the question, Joe, is no, we don't. No, not really. We have, like, a few societies um, that, you know, are all doing well in their own little way, shape, or form. We, we have... Um, the individuals, we obviously have the IHS, the BHS, whatever, you know, they're all doing their own things um, and the, and they all do great. You know, they're all doing brilliantly, but actually, really, they don't have the power that they need um, to make a real change and, to, and, you know, to change these legislations and stuff like that, you know, um, to go up in Parliament or whatever and fight, you know, fight for our cause. Cause yeah, I think we it's, just don't... it's people. It's people power as well. So you've got to think as well, England's quite a small country. Um, whereas you look at the size of the United States, you've got a heck of a lot more reptile keepers than we have. So there are more people that are probably willing to help um, and, and, jo- and join her, maybe. I don't, I don't know. That's from, maybe from my perspective. Um, you've completely frozen on the screen. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Yeah, I can hear you, mate. That's cool. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's frustrating because I think something actually Joe did a YouTube video about about doing doing good by the animals and putting the animals uh, forward and always putting their interests first. And I think that's what people need to concentrate on. Um, people need to stop arguing. They need to stop bunny boiling and just 
you know, having to go at people all the time. Spend some more time with your animals and do better by them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's what people need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I think we've lost Joe and, uh, and Melissa, haven't we? If, if the hosts fall off, that's a £25 <laughs> fine. <laughs> absolutely. Right then, everybody. Welcome to Reptile and Chill. This is the number one UK's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Did you guys hear me at all? No, no, not at all. No. We, we, we lost you guys big time. But look, yeah, we lost like, you we'd too. Just like to welcome you to Rep- we'd just like to welcome you to Reptile and Chill podcast. Um, I'm, I'm um, more worried. I'm more worried that if they lost us, that actually they were talking and doing their own thing, and the listeners can't hear us at all. Well, I don't. We don't know who the listeners could hear. I was talking. I was like, I don't know if they can hear us or not. Yeah. I was. We were no, like, you, 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 if they can you hear just... us or them. You just froze and, and we couldn't, so we just literally started talking between ourselves. You so, pair um, look like you pair look like you've been off to do your own little thing in a different room for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's Joe's just he come in pee. like all tired. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Is that what they call it? <laughs> okay, so some of our listeners say they heard you guys. They could keep, they could continue to hear y'all. Oh, okay. That's good. Well, That's good. So this yeah. is still the Reptile and Chill podcast. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 Joe, Melissa, um, how did you first get into uh, keeping reptiles? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, gosh, I'm, just, I'm just glad that we could hold the thought for you while you were. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Went, went off and yeah. went off and did other things for two minutes. Other things. <laughs> we just had to pause it, you know. Just, just couldn't. That, that vodka, those shots, just really. Uh, so, but it, it seems like you guys, and like this isn't a negative thing, but it's like you guys, as far as commercially in the reptile business, are like a few years behind as far as like we had this error of like whateverness where we were willy-nilly and people just kept things and barely bred things and, and then eventually like commercial companies came around and eventually we had commercial backing and as far as like us arc exists because honestly because of things like zoom med zilla you know the large companies that we have mm, so this reptile I mean, supply so companies were part of the reason Oh, but we've 100%. got that in the UK. We've got that in the UK. You know. So why haven't you put it to work? Okay, Ark. <sighs> okay, uh, Hoss, you I'm can. I'm sure government works a lot <laughs> different. Also, yeah. 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 So I don't know anything. Yeah. We're probably the wrong people to be talking about this because we just get drunk and talk shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I've never is, done that. The, really, um, there are <laughs> there are things in place. Um, so we have the FBH, uh, which is the Federation of British Hepatologists. We also have, um, what's Chris Newman's? Rep- Reptor from America, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, yeah. Reptor's funded by some of the wholesalers and that kind of thing and other companies. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, maybe the wrong no, people so, are running yeah, them. It's, maybe it's, the, the hobby's not listening. Maybe. Um, I think we just like to argue more in the UK. Yeah. Honestly, they seem to bicker amongst themselves so much. And, and have you not heard of Brexit? <laughs> we definitely have heard of that. Right? Need I explain I anymore? Mean, but... Yeah, that, that pretty much says it all. I think. Yeah, we're idiots. Well, it seems like we're always uh, something about the American psyche is like let's all get together and fight the man. I think that's kind of like our attitude oh, to a lot of things. I wish the 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 British the British have that attitude. But they don't ever follow it through. 
Mm. We don't yeah. have the balls. We, we could stand in numbers and we could get anything changed that we really wanted to. Truthfully, we could. If we, you know, we could, if we all stopped doing something on the same bloody day or whatever and said, look, we're not doing this anymore, it would get changed. And it would if enough people did it. That just doesn't happen. But the problem is, I mean, uh, in the UK, we've got so many people that are trying to be, trying to do the right thing, um, but going totally over the top with it. So me and Hoss did a little video, and it was a little bit of a a joke video to Morelia Python Radio um, about um, uh, them coming over to the UK. Seems pretty serious. Don't undersell yourself. Seems, Seems pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and we 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 was we was sort of like bench pressing, but like I was just pretending to squat with one of my, my one of my carpet pythons around my neck, and and Hoss was pretending to do arm curls whilst drinking a beer, and we was going, we're coming for you guys, at Morelia Python Radio, and I'm not joking you, we had a couple of people who was going. The way you was throwing those animals around was disgusting. You're the problem with this hobby. Now, actually, when you watch the video, I hardly, I probably dropped my body about four, uh, four inches, right? Uh, I moved the snake more getting it out of the viv than I actually did <laughs> in, the, in the video. Hoss yeah. was literally going, and literally moving his hand a couple of inches. But people felt that they needed to go, this is disgusting the way that you're treating them animals. And it's like, Watch the video and 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 tell me at what point was I throwing that animal around because we was hardly moving them, but it's just that perception. We was doing it on purpose to get that to get it's that a sort joke. of it's a banter, it's a yeah, a bit of banter. But but we get that constant in the UK. Like but people it's, it's just also like what do you think life is in the wild? I understand you guys don't have that much of a opportunity to field her but it's like but do you think a snake animals, never falls or never no, no, no. I, mean, I mean just even even in your t- but even when you're feeding it in the tank mine launches from one side of the feed <laughs> to the other <laughs> yeah. around it throws yeah. itself on the floor you yeah. know yeah. and that's my just yeah. doing this up and down like <laughs> my, my bismarck frequently jump out of the feed trying to get the food and they fall <laughs> five foot on the floor you know yeah. what i mean and you know what not what you can right. do about that. They've been doing that for the last six years. They're perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, people like to moan because of you know what? English TV must be rubbish because they've got <laughs> nothing better to do than to moan. It is. It's bl- blame it on the BBC. It is. Oh, over here, over here we, we have show. so over here we have people that will <clears throat> I'm probably going to offend more people here, but we have people <laughs> that go to a sale once a year, right? And they will fight a- a- aggressively over a TV. They'll take this TV home, right? And they'll turn their TV on and watch other people watching TV. <laughs> and then they will moan at their TV about what they are watching on that TV. Right? I mean, you just explain the American condition. It's the same thing over here. I mean, your average person, Black Friday, they're going to buy something, yeah, you know, yeah. and fight yeah. over it. And yeah. we have the same exact thing. Oh, Black Friday is amazing. These are the kind of people, we, you know, that you're dealing with. Not not those people in particular, but that, that's the mindset we're dealing with, you know. Yeah. And there's so, there's so much bickering going on within the hobby that actually – we couldn't agree on something to change it in bloody parliament if we wanted to anyway. That's that's the yeah, truth. One person one person thinks it should be this, another person thinks it should be that. You've got one organization fighting another organization. 
you've got one society fighting another society and those two societies are fighting one of the other bigger organizations and you've got one guy saying it should be this and and, and it's it's just it's and, ridiculous none of us Danny, can come to an Danny, agreement this, this isn't agony danny mate it's a uh, it is. <laughs> no, we changed it remember this is reptile and chill podcast now those guys those guys fucked off to do their thing we've all dropped off this podcast literally everyone whoa i didn't right. drop danny, off it i just took i just took my time getting in <laughs> I think we could, we could solve this quite easily. We could get more women into it, interested in the hobby, and I think they'd sort this shit out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, probably. I personally think we need to go peace and love and all hippie. And definitely, I think that's the I way. If we, if we all start sleeping with each other and just loving See, each other, that, that's, that's the only thing. It's just it's always about the free love, isn't it? <laughs> there's less women in UK reptile hobby than US reptile hobby. Uh, I, don't I, don't, I don't. I wouldn't know what it was like in in, in the US, but um, I mean, we're seeing a big. There's a definitely a, a change um, in culture over in the UK. There's a lot more women involved in the hobby. Um, but having said that, representing the hobby, probably not not as many women as I'd like to see. I, I can't know. think. I can't think of anyone who's a a power or figurehead that is female. When it no, comes and and there should be one hundred percent. No, yeah, the, the the annoying thing is that there are there are a couple of female figureheads that that would that would be amazing in that position, like um, you know, Fran Baines and stuff like that. You, you, mm-hmm. Someone someone like her has all the knowledge, all the experience, She's and knows well, how to say, yeah. and knows how to say it, knows how to come across, you know. And those are the kind of people that we that we need up there um, to help. To help the other guys that are that are trying to do it, you know, Chris Newman, in my opinion, okay, no, he's not perfect. We can all agree on that, but he's he's doing his best and he's doing a good job and he's done a good job for a long time, you know. Um, yeah. But, but, he, but again, he can't do it on his own. But Danny, he he's like Marmite. Some people love him, some people exactly. hate him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not he's, saying he's, he's perfect. He's, he's dropped a bollock in the past, mm-hmm. and he'll openly admit that massively, yeah. which has offended a lot of people. So they sort of like are totally against him. You you're in a position there where you're never going to win because there's so many no. different opinions in the hobby. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's impossible to represent everyone. You know, correctly with one. Rightly, someone's going to disagree. Someone's gonna. You can say. I mean, you. you I, I can say. You know, the sky is blue. Someone's gonna say, nah, it's like a turquoise. Oh, fuck off. You know, <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah. Someone's gonna agree. Someone's gonna disagree with me. And then, so, and some hipster bloke's gonna go. Oh, I'm colorblind. <laughs> yeah. It's that. It's actually green. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's, that's... I think like the the chat was talking about it, and it's true because like we, luckily, our like founders in a way, it's like Kathy Love. Tracy Barker, I feel like our females were like we had some badass females back in the day. Yeah, yeah Tracy yeah. Barker, what a lady. Right, right off the rip, pretty much had some females, and like Tracy's a legit, like you know, she knows her shit. Herpetologist, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's like, but I feel like um, over here, man. Honestly, we have like almost more females getting into it than males. I feel like it's no. because maybe because we have no. corn snakes. A lot of corn snake keepers are typically female, but. We have a lot of. It's a, it's a good amount, but there, a, I, 
still oh, agree there's not well. a lot of big there's not like there's not because they don't have the ego that the male does because the male <laughs> wants to say i'm the fucking shit yeah. look at me i'm but, right no i i don't need to show my authority and prove that i'm the shit i just i just am um, you know what I mean? so I've, I've got no ego and you know what i mean I, you know danny's exactly the same you know he just he just is he doesn't need to throw his opinion down because he's, he's an absolute badass mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm, uh, obviously uh, the, the problem is the problem is is that is so much more true than he thinks <laughs> Like <laughs> you're a badass. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, totally. The legend but, in his own lunchbox, guys. <laughs> with, with my with my Tesco fruit juice, <laughs> sparkling fruit juice here. Absolute badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have we lost them again? So yeah, welcome to Reptile and Chill on Sunday night, guys. We're um absolutely stoked to be here. Should yeah. I say it in an American accent? No, we're available on all podcasting platforms. So uh, all you American listeners, have a listening to three UK guys. Who... So, oh my God, guys, we're here <laughs> with From the Ground Up, the guys. And this is, I'm absolutely stoked to be here. We've got Mike Phelps and Dan Haas. <laughs> and and uh, and I've lost it. And who who have we lost? They've got, they've actually they've gone, gone off now, haven't they? They're going to dial back They've in, lost. so we get it. we got to get this going again, guys. Uh, <laughs> so this, is, this is just us, then. So I've now taken on to the chat, so if anyone wants to ask questions, um, we will try and do our best. Um, Ryan keeps moaning that I'm vaping. Um, <laughs> what, what, what's wrong with me vaping? <laughs> is it because yeah, he wants it, to vape? <laughs> so vaping is only uh it's only water isn't it <laughs> it's water vapor i know it, water. <laughs> it tastes like blackcurrant and licorice i love it it's great <laughs> danny do you any, wanna, whilst we... gone, um do you want to talk about your collection so you mentioned it earlier what's your favorite in your collection have you got any favorites oh, you can't do that i know you what it is anyway. i'm not allowed to say that i'm not i can't i can't answer that can um, I just quickly say that someone's just said that um, I should smoke cigars like a real American? Um, I'm not quite sure if you've noticed. Um, I'm not American. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and actually, yeah. even if he wanted to be, he couldn't because his accents are probably the worst in the world. <laughs> and mine, mine, mine are crap. Everybody else is bet. But Hoss is, oh, my Lord. Come on, Hoss, I think you should bring Eleanor out to answer these questions. Um, Carly Jones wants to know if any of us are coming over to the US um, for any of the Carpet Fest shows in 2019 or 20. Um, if Joe and Melissa are willing to pay for our, our plane tickets, uh, we're, we're coming <laughs> yeah. over. On a, oh, on a serious, not, on a serious note, to come guys, on the podcast. <laughs> we would love to come over to the U, to the US. Um, we definitely we can't do it this year. Um, obviously, we're, we're relatively new um, setting up our podcast. We've only been going six months. Um, we're going to be doing all the UK um, shows, so Doncaster. We're definitely going to be getting out to Ham at some point. But um, 2020, I would love uh, for us to come over to the US 100%. So... Um, I might have to pay for these morons to to come over, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love to. I'd we'd love to come over. Yeah, yeah oh. I just I can just ask if we do come over, can please please be nice to us. Uh, we are feeble and weak. Um, 
Yeah, um, I, I'm, I've got feelings and I don't want to be hurt. Um, yeah, he's, a, he's a 22 stone lump, but he has got feelings. Um, Darren Watson wants to know how big are blood and short tail pythons in the UK? Um, there's quite a few knocking about. I wouldn't say there's many people that are concentrating them as a species. Um, Graham Batterson was, wasn't it? Yeah. Stop, stop yeah. mentioning his name. He's going to get a big head. <laughs> yeah. So I keep telling you this. You can't keep name dropping people like that. <laughs> uh, there are people. I would, I would say it's possibly a bigger thing in uh, mainland Europe and in the US, but there are definitely a few people knocking around with them. And yeah. apparently... Um, Ryan Cox says that, uh, Mike, you can get a job uh, in America if you're a carpenter. You can definitely sort you out. I, I used to be a carpenter, um, <laughs> so that's my trade. Um, I've, well, I haven't been on the tools for probably, well, I, I know it, it, since 2002. So oh, he doesn't even know how to swing a hammer now, guys. Yeah, I, do you know what? I can still do it. Look at these vibs behind me. You can see I can still. Uh, you had them still... cut by your neighbour. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hardest part was done for you. We did screw it together. <laughs> my hatchling rack over there made that with my own fair hands. Yeah, that's that's not actually that bad. So shut up. I can still cut a straight line, mate. I can still I can still split a pencil line when I'm using my saw. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we should we should go over there. Let's let's move over there. I think Hoss's accent needs working on anyway. So. Can, can, should, we ask the, should, we, should, we, should we ask the listeners some questions? So, like, I mean, they're quite, they're, um, from the ground up, it's quite a, an important podcast to us. It's sort of like some, something that inspired Hoss to get a podcast set up uh, along with Morelia Python Radio. What do the listeners like about um, this podcast? You know, is there anything that they they love listening to? Is there a reason why they listen to it? Is it for the reptiles? Is it because you like listening to um, Joe and Melissa having having arguments or having a beer or just having a general crack? You know, that'd be nice to know what what you like. Uh, so one of the listeners has just said that the only swinging <laughs> the, only, the only swinging Phelps he does these days is in dogging land. Uh, don't worry, we all had our individual funds because um, our individual, individual funds. funds, yeah, because funds is a word. We shouldn't have. I mean, all our, all your <laughs> listeners know our, our sort of like our Facebook page now. They know yeah. about to buy all our merch because we've told them where to get it's, our merch um, from. <laughs> we we literally turned from the ground up into reptile and chill. I, I, Very quickly. I can't even apologize. I can't even apologize. <laughs> it, we had fun. <laughs> Well, that's fair. I understand, and we're gonna take these shots. Well, James Lewis is finally here. We gave him such a big mention in the first part of this, but now he's here. So I don't know why we continue to take shots. We said we're only gonna take one. Do you know what, guys? Because (laughs) I've drunk all my beer, I'm just about to get some vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! I will have a shot of vodka with you. I will be back shortly. <laughs> and now Mike's dropping off the line. Fiver, fiver. I'm not dropping off. I'm fiver, still here. Fiver. Oh, it's fiver. okay. We owe like 500 right now for our drop off. So, okay. <laughs> Joe, I'll just uh, I'll edit your direct debit. There's no further paperwork. We'll just uh, keep taking your money for longer. Fine. <laughs> just just set up like a standing order. It's already done, Weekly. mate. It's already done. <laughs> Um, so before we get off I wanted to ask this question and it's not in the chat for me to read it verbatim but I can do it kind of from memory Um, our friend 
Carly had asked if PETA has as much of an influence in the UK as it does Doesn't here, have a similar, or do like, you UK have a similar chat. organization? Oh. You guys hate PETA as much as we do, basically. Yes, no comment. Yes. Yes, comment. I didn't know me. it was yes. just an America thing or across the world. Everybody pretty much hates. Them. I I think they do very well at pissing the entire world off. To be completely honest, yeah, um, it's it's not just a it's not just an American or so an American thing. It's, it's it's everyone. I think uh, our guest from a week or two weeks ago, Max, he posted something that's like PETA's like the vegan Westboro Baptist Church, which I don't yeah. know if you. I don't know if you know about the Westboro Baptist Church, <laughs> but it's basically like imagine Nazis and just like a tinge under there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that, yeah. They piss everyone off, inclu- okay. including us. Good um, to know. <laughs> we we have we have a couple of organisations here as well, charity organisations, which I won't name, because then we probably will get in trouble. Um, that are just as bad, if I'm honest. You know, that are, are just here. Um, can we can we have one podcast without getting into even more political bullshit (laughs) i told you this why i don't like politics i I say it like it is (laughs) it was unintentional but i just feel like it it comes up i don't know how i'm just curious do you guys know what a jack in the box is yeah it's just what happens with me and Danny, it's more so Danny, is that you 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 name the topic and we just go. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, I gotta be careful. I can't be asked to get into politics Nor can I. This is the problem. No, this is the problem. I need like three hours of solid energy and effort to talk about these things. That's the problem. <laughs> well, listen to the wise man with the vodka bottle that's pouring into yeah. <laughs> The wise man with the vodka bottle after with 13, his... 14 cans. <laughs> with his, with his, no, I've only had 12, and this is... This is... I was one up. This is a pipe This is a pipe He was exaggerating, but you met exactly his expectation. That was pretty much, yeah, pretty much. This is my my pint glass, shot glass. The the problem is, Joe, the problem is, Joe, is he's only had 12 on the podcast, but he had probably had four before he came on. No, no. No, no. Honestly, I only had two. No, only three. No, I had two. Yeah. Yeah. He had two. two. So, so actually, you've you've hit my expectation of 14. I think is the only guy who talks less after he's drunk because, like, beforehand he talks a lot more, and now he's had like twelve yeah. beers and he talks less. If yeah. I'm honest with you, I'm quite conscious that I never get these let these guys get a word in edgeway. So tonight I've said, look, you know, I get all excited and talk really fast and don't let them get a word in edgeway. So this is it's this different. Is, I'm trying is, to let these guys have a chat. <laughs> this is why this is why we do we do the features on the podcast. This is why Phelps is his last every time. <laughs> because by then he's probably had two or three pints and he's he's just started starting to mellow out. out just a little bit, you know. What what normally happens <laughs> what Whilst we're recording our podcast, normally you've got me and Danny texting Mike continually. Shut up! <laughs> I, I have got messages going. You, you, Danny was actually telling Hoss that he was quiet, but he meant 
via the mic, like the mic's levels was quite low. And Hush went, <laughs> I'm trying to talk, but I can't get a fucking word in edge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, oh, it, it's, this is a different experience for us because we're sort of like on your podcast and we're, we're sort of like we're first timers. Yeah, um, yeah, you broke our cherry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it comes to interviewing people, um, there's so many questions I want to ask, and sometimes these guys don't get a look in because I've got so many questions in my head that I want to ask them. And, and he, uh, talk, he talks a lot louder than me and Danny as well. Yeah, yeah, he I bellows. Do. He bellows. Yeah. So you can't. You, you have to shut up when Mike's talking. So if anyone would like to send in their CVs so we can replace Mike, <laughs> <laughs> there's no replacing Mike. No, there's none. You can't. He's a one-off. Well, and and I think that's interesting because like we just talk to people for like two hours, but you guys actually do like your own segments. Yeah, so I want yeah, to talk about, yeah. and it plays into like each one of your personalities. Yeah, so okay, a little bit. We've we've scrapped my feature herp of the week, um, and it's mainly because I'm stupid and I can't pronounce anything. I'm I've stopped it, and it's because it's affecting my mental health, and I can't cope with the bullying anymore. Um, <laughs> and they laugh. Thanks. Oh. Thanks for laughing, guys. I try, I try so hard. Laughing. I try so hard not to laugh. It just, it just, you just, you might as well just give up because it is fucking hilarious <laughs> listening to him trying to pronounce his binomial names. He can't pronounce his own name, let alone a binomial name. He can't <laughs> even say. He can't even say binomial. <laughs> my my surname my surname isn't actually hot. We've had to shorten it because I can't pronounce my own last name. <laughs> you think he's lying? He's not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay, so, uh, yeah. Have you got any questions for us? <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to be explaining all your different segments. So yours was her. You, you skipped over yours because apparently it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. So what are the other? Oh, no. Oh shit! Can you hear us now? No, no, we've got yeah, you. Yeah. We've got you. Yeah, we've got okay. you. <laughs> yeah. So what are... um, Hossie's going to be well. He's taken her for the week out because what he wanted to do was use whoever we've got coming on the show, if they've got a specific animal that they specialise in, as that as her for the week, and then go into all the information about that animal through them. So that was your 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 thought process behind that, wasn't it? It's my my cop out process to do less work. <laughs> 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 and my mine is about news because I speak excitedly and so quick and don't come up for breath. I usually sort of like so uh, and the news can be anything from any of our anybody that's in our community if they've sort of like got a, any breeding projects going on if they've had any successes even if it's just like they're like they've had a couple of animals that have locked up try and mention that um just give just give, yeah. give people a shout out really yeah, yeah i also i also like to include into my feature a little bit about mm. the environment how we can protect it yeah he um, also does random facts um like uh <laughs> why pigeons have chlamydia yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah where it came from that was hilarious. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is a reptile podcast. But, but, but <laughs> do you know what? That, that's just educate, educating the nation. 
Yeah. You wouldn't have known that pigeons can give animals chlamydia, would you? I, did, I didn't no. need to know that. <laughs> now, now, now I'm scared to leave my own house. <laughs> it's worrying that all the... All, all, well, you all can't the... catch anything you don't already have, all right? That's true. <laughs> you can only catch it once. That's true. But but you know what, guys? I mean, in our house, we watch a lot of natural history programs, Um so David Attenborough is an absolute. Well, he was a god to me as a kid, and he's still now with my children. He's an absolute. You know legend. we have a joke with the David Attenborough thing, right? No, no. You guys bring might his need name to stop. Into disrepute because um, I will be catching the first plane over to Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. So we've listed our people that we'd most like to have on the podcast, right? And of course, number one is David Attenborough. And Melissa yeah. doesn't know who David Attenborough is. <laughs> oh, yes. No idea. Yes, Melissa. Sir, David Attenborough. We we spoke Jeez. about this saying that like you should have been kicked out of the house and the locks changed because what you didn't you know at? who this guy Stop was. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay, well, since I learned who David Attenborough is, I swear it's been announced or brought up on the podcast like 10 times, but it had never been brought up till our like what 97th podcast so i guess he's not that fucking important Jesus. For offended David Attenborough. <laughs> this Melissa, David Attenborough. It only comes out once in a lifetime. Here he, is. <laughs> he, he is. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's in his. I think he's in his he's early nineties. <laughs> early nineties. He has done more for natural history than anybody on the face of the planet. Is he but, really in his early nineties? Yeah, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, um, and wow. he's still. And he's still getting into um, sort of like small submarine capsules and going down and observing sort of like animals underneath the sea at the huge depths. He's an absolutely incredible guy. He he brought nature programs to the to the world. So yeah, he's ninety two years of age. There you go. Yeah, and because oh, wow. this is, because this is reptile and chill and not from the ground up. You guys <laughs> <stop and move. laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would like Joe to do something for me. Could you do your very best David Attenborough impression, please? <laughs> oh, I'm going to do a David Attenborough. Ah, oh, see. I, I, I thought it was good before. Do you want, do you want to hear a David Attenborough impression? <laughs> and here we have hosts in his natural environment. You will observe this creature walking up the hill to the chip shop. <laughs> To eat his daily consumption of a kebab. <laughs> Again, going back to them always bullying me. I'm worried on so many levels. I'm worried that that sounded so good. And I'm worried that this just went out fucking live. That is, I mean, you can't take that away now. That is out to the world. That's gone. No <laughs> editing, mind. no nothing. That's out. That's I, gone. I, I love. <laughs> I wish he was my granddad. <laughs> I have watched oh, him since yeah. I've been four years old. So, <laughs> but yeah, an incredible guy. But sorry, going back to the point was, um, I need to sleep. Like, if if I watch a natural history program, I will be then putting it in my notes 
to say this is really interesting there was a really good one on pangolins so then i'll bring that into the feature just telling just letting everybody know you know how pangolins are getting hunted and killed and don't laugh Danny, this is a serious <laughs> he is the, he's the, like, the naughty he's the naughty kid in the class that just sits I at the back and <laughs> no, I think the best thing is that I realize the dynamic is you trying to keep it together, Phelps, and then Haas and Danny fucking um, yeah. you up, and then you trying to recalibrate the ship here. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and they were talking about getting rid of me earlier. One of a kind, one of a kind, baby. Yet, yet he's the one who drinks he's the most. He drinks yeah. the most, but keeps them in check. That makes no <laughs> sense. I, I've just had a phone call from Eleanor, and she would like to give you a gold star for that, uh, for, for realizing that situation. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so just, just so anybody that doesn't know, I wasn't on the podcast last week, and Eleanor was there. They went into doing role play on the podcast. It was absolute car crash. We're um, <laughs> with we, we, Eleanor is um, Eleanor is the first um, on the list um, for interviewing to replace Mike. Um, her CV was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, she she's got some lovely handbags, and uh, she keeps uh, royal. Pythons. Oh, and fancy uh, snakes. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. So, uh, was on the podcast, I'd have been able to and, sort that out, but I wasn't. To moving things, uh, being swiftly upon onwards. <laughs> Danny, what's your picture? What the hell did you just say? <laughs> what? Oh, easy for you to say, Hans. <laughs> What was my feature? Yeah, my my feature is Agony Danny. Um, I I it came it came about because I love to have a little moan um about the hobby and tell people what not to do. Um, if you but, just stop it at moan, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. I, quite I, like I know. It. I I think everybody liked it, but I did I didn't like being. It felt like I was just being negative all the time about things, and I I didn't like it personally. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like to try and keep everything a bit more positive. Um, um, so now, basically, we just try and answer um, all the listeners' questions and stuff like that. You know, if they've got any valid questions that they put on the group or whatever, we try and answer them. Like um, a proper a agony aunt. Yeah. yeah, like a proper agony yeah, aunt. But and agony to Danny. add to Danny's feature, and um, all the people on the chat saying it's ball pythons, go home. Get out. <laughs> You're drunk. Get out of town. You're all drunk. Get out. Royal Python, Python Regis. It literally translates into Royal Python. It does, Eleanor. yeah. <laughs> Eleanor said you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor's a f- something. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 that's close. That's close. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly it's dropped the C bomb there. Um, Eleanor's part of the Foxy's Wet Dreams. That's what they Yeah, there's some words that you guys are more loosey goosey with. Pardon? <laughs> what? <laughs> what just happened? No, no. I said there are some words that you guys are more loosey goosey with over there. Are you, there used to be a story when I was a kid called, um, what was it? Uh, what was it? Chicken licking? Chicken licking. 
What? Chicken Licken. Goosey, Goosey Lucy is Lucy Goosey or whatever is from Chicken Licken, right? The, the, I don't the, know the where book. it came from. It just the means book, like Chicken Licken. The sky is falling down. Chicken yeah, Licken, yeah. Oh, that's the problem. I don't even know what Goosey Lucy means. Lucy Goosey. <laughs> Lucy what is Goosey Lucy? What is that? It just know. means like free, like lenient. Yeah. You're Lucy Goosey. Oh person. yeah. Oh yeah, the sea the sea bomb is uh, like a term of endearment in the UK now. Yeah, it's <laughs> so people just people throw it Goosey with the sea bomb. Oh yeah, yeah it it's nothing quite offensive, didn't it? But now it's quite cool and hip. Like all the kids are yes, saying. Yes, yes, it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing now. It's nothing, literally. Yeah. Very interesting. Hmm. Also, it's Chicken Little. I want to set that straight. No, I don't know. Chicken what. Little. Yeah. It's called Not Chicken, chicken little. little. You've never heard Chicken, chicken Little. little. I love the way that you're getting slated for not knowing Chicken Little, but Mel- uh, Melissa doesn't know David Attenborough. <laughs> <That's all okay. laughs> Can worrying. I just point out as well, when I'm hungry, I don't lick my chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, it goes straight down. Uh, <laughs> just realised we haven't mentioned a re- reptile in about the last half an hour. <laughs> Is that how your does your podcast usually work like that, guys? Because ours does. So, like we just go off on a tangent and forget that we're talking about reptiles. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> Their podcast is called From the Ground Down. So, <laughs> uh, not reptile question, but what's on everybody's minds is when are you guys coming to the US of A? Ah, uh, we did. We, we, go on, we, was, yeah, we was going to, but after this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but well, we did. We did read that question out when we when you was offline, uh, guys. Um, but we said. Um, we're new like in, in our podcast is relatively new we're trying to do all the uk shows we'd like to go over to ham but 2020 definitely like to get over um well, in, to the us 100 percent. to be honest well wow, but by 2020 you should have joe you should have stopped paying your fines off by then you should have to <laughs> plane tickets. so are you, te- <clears throat> are you guys telling me not not only did you drop off the line and drop off the off the network. You didn't even watch us live. And <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> like what We're the hell, guys? Off the internet this whole time. Haven't, one... haven't, haven't you guys been doing the podcast the longest? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, no, no, no way. Doesn't mean our internet doesn't shut out on us. So. Guys, can I ask? You, I mean, you're. Uh, podcast is really super sort of like uh it's doing really well how long have you been doing it and how long was you doing it before you sort of like went actually this is this is cool and it's doing really well um we still don't feel that way <laughs> oh come on um uh, we used to get like we we started... i used to be like shit face talking about you are all you have drinking five beers like, today no so... well yeah this one too <laughs> this one included but the first 50 were really bad. It was like a you year of us yelling into Joe the... drank a lot in the beginning ones. <laughs> well, we we've done twenty four episodes and they've all been pretty bad so far. <laughs> 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 that, that that 
that's mainly because Mike talks all over them. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so basically, like yours, it's just a drunken, like, load of drunken words. <laughs> but, like, we didn't, have a, we didn't have a guest on until, like, the 40th, yeah. 50th episode, somewhere in there. So, like, No, we did not do 40 on our own. Yeah, you'd be surprised. So, yeah. But you, we, but you were doing, like, two a week, wasn't you? No, we've only, only done one a week. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was doing a couple of weeks. And no one gave a shit for the whole like, year, like year and a half. I feel like anyone gives a shit. Yeah. And now, and now look at you. And, and now, now look at you. You're making, you're making millions now. Look at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the same shit that you're doing just like a year later, which is just the same shit anyway. Like, I swear, <laughs> nothing is different. It's like just the same shit. I don't know. We're just having fun talking. Yeah. Rain, rain in your heart like intense feelings a little bit more. We've had one episode recently where you let it all go. Both of us let it all go. But, like, for, the most, for the most part, you hold in like your your anger about the community more. I think than you did in the beginning. <clears throat> you sound like you struggle like I do. I, I, I feel that Joe needs to do a music video to Frozen. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> oh my god! So, so who's yeah. been? Is it, is it like you've had some cool guests on over the time? Who's so we, it, have you got any favorites? We started March what 2018, so it's been almost no, two no. Years. We started. I mean, 2017, February 2016. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> no, 2017. 2017. February 2017. So it's been, it's been two so years. Wow. He did three episodes by himself, and then they I came. No, it's awkward. It's impossible. I came into the picture at a good time because he needed another. But then that was just us arguing about like very little shit for like. But don't 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 you think that that's what a lot of people like though? You know, they'll go. I love the fact that you bicker. I mean, it's just real life, isn't it? It's that's what we try and do. We 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 have banter with each other. We like to have a laugh and a joke, but we talk about real things. And I think a lot of listeners like to hear that. They can they can relate to it. Well, me and Melissa don't fight outside the podcast. Our life is perfect. So, <laughs> yeah, there's no arguing outside the podcast. It's just all. Here's a question for you two guys, because we're the presenters and this is Reptile and Jill. <laughs> so, Melissa, before you got with Joe, did you have any experiences with reptiles at all? Negative. None no. at all. Right, okay, and sitting here on a podcast that's about reptiles, not that we're talking about reptiles. Um, <laughs> do you do you do you have an active interest? Do you have an actress, an actual interest in reptiles, and get just as much of a buzz as Joe does, or do you oh, find I will never supportive? get as much of a buzz no. as Joe does. It's like seeing, like, imagine, because obviously you guys are into reptiles too. Yeah, Not really. I mean, like, we get a little bit probably too excited, but to me, seeing Melissa's reaction, I like can't process it as someone who likes it so much. I feel like she doesn't have a soul. <laughs> I'm like, this animal just blows me away, and she's like, whatever. Because so, I, I would have disagreed with that. I would have disagreed with that up until about half an hour ago until she mentioned, <laughs> like, I don't even know, I haven't even heard of this guy, so he must mean fuck all, basically. <laughs> because, like, I can get so, okay. so intense about this, 
and she can be so see, passive, but, but sometimes she can get intense about silly shit but too. This is because fun. this is your passion. Just like yeah. I can get so intense about shit with kids yeah. and you. I'm fucking I'll tell talking. her something about teaching. I don't know anything about Well, no, I'll be talking about teaching. And I'm like, wow, I really love talking this wall right now. Like, I'm so like angry and like, <laughs> about it. And he's just nothing. Like, that kind of happens with snakes. Do you know what I really liked what you did recently? <laughs> um, I think it was the card fest. You went over to Eric's or Owens, I can't remember who it was, and you literally worked out how many gravid females he had and how many babies, how many racks, uh, how many racks he'd need. And you're like, you haven't got enough. You've only got sort of like 12 spare racks and you could potentially have 850 babies. Yeah. <laughs> terrible for that i thought i was just okay so for people because i told this on reptile and chill so no you told it on our podcast oh no it was on yours i was listening to your podcast and told them like you're gonna need more racks like basically like (laughs) and just know like it's like owen's our friend but like to most people that's like you don't you would never tell owen what to do like he knows what he's doing (laughs) with carpet pythons right like you're like, you're gonna, you're gonna need more cages. You gotta change things. Around. I mean, it's it's. I don't. I can't. I don't know what word to say. It's just truth. It's reality. You have this many babies and you have this many racks. <laughs> if everything's successful. There's a shortfall there. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> We're spoiled because we do court snakes and we get 100%. You know what we intend to breed most of the time breeds. Also, for, we get to keep them in little cute little things. But for like Morelia people, you know, one clutch may go. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. So when when it comes to not having enough uh, enclosures for the animals, there's a saying that we have over here, and it's called "When there is a will, there is a way." Yeah, absolutely. And basically, you, you produce that man. <laughs> it, it don't matter. It's getting sorted. <laughs> absolutely. If you if you if you produce that many, I will quickly make enough vivs to, to house them. Yeah. So, so if you if you fucking, I can't talk. If, if I run <laughs> that's, out not, of, that's not unusual. And it's not at all, is it? And if I run out of room, then that lovely vanity table that the missus does a makeup on, well, that's just going out the window, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't, can't mention things like that tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, sorry, Melissa. Not just Melissa. Look, all I'm going to say is if we, if by the end of this podcast, if we can get Melissa to punch Joe. Right. You won't have to fucking push that hard, all right? I think, um, I, th- I think at the moment, I think at the moment she'd rather punch you, <laughs> David Attenborough. <laughs> it's like a car, like you know when you get a new car and then you see it everywhere. That's how I feel about stupid not like your new Pontiac. Can I can I ask you guys a question? Have you have you got somebody that you would love to get on the show that you'd never think would be it wouldn't be possible? Well, it, it <laughs> was up until tonight. Hey, <laughs> well, he's, he's no, he's not going to be possible. Is <laughs> I can't find a way to anyone from the Irwin family. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Bindi, let's get Bindi on. Okay. Uh, yeah, you like Bindi, don't ready. you? Danny, Let's, Danny Wells. Let's put it out there. He does like Bindi. Yeah, Bindi's awesome. <laughs> like her in an appropriate, in an appropriate manner. No, she's like 12. No, she's not, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's that's where you're wrong. She's like 22. Oh, is she now? Oh, yeah. Google. Oh, okay. okay, Google. <laughs> she's, she's, she's she's legal, mate. Oh, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like Steve Irwin again, another phenomenal person in the hobby. Um, someone that we talk about a lot on the on the on the podcast, and I'm sure you guys do too. And uh, yeah, it would be incredible to have uh, somebody from the Irwin family on, or somebody anyone... from from. Is there anyone from like the UK that you guys? Want to get on in the future? Mark, Mark O'Shea, question. you beat us to it. <laughs> Mark O'Shea only lives, well, within 10 miles from myself and Hoss. Um, he only lives just across the border. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to get, we'd love to get, uh, we'd love to get him on. David and Tracy Barker, that would be an awesome show. Um, but we wouldn't, no, we'd, we'd definitely have to stop drinking for that one. <laughs> that's the thing yeah and i felt the the same way with the marco shea one i did not drink during that one. yeah and i think you know you have to change your persona a little bit and sort of like go right okay i need to write some shit down here i need to make sure i'm well presented and uh and and deliver a decent podcast when you're talking to somebody like that no it's just like do the due diligence on who they are because like there, so you should at least know like their fucking Wikipedia, right? Like, I know yeah. That they exist. I yeah, so like, I think like someone like Mark O'Shea appreciated that I was like, tell me about the first time you went to Timor or something like that, because it's yeah. like no one asked him about his expedition to Timor besides a fucking stupid nerd on a podcast once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's what's interesting about getting someone on like that is like you can they're public, but you can ask them about things that people usually aren't interested in yeah and what's quite interesting as well when you've said you know you've had some guests on you actually talk about their lives because we've got some fantastic characters within the hobby and sometimes not necessarily what they keep it's about what they've done and some of you know their excursions or their just their adventures um it's fascinating to hear and i should imagine there's a lot of them that out there that don't get ask the questions about their lives and i know that that's one thing that you guys do and that's my favorite part because i could give two shits what temperature you keep this snake that i've never even heard of and i'm never gonna (laughs) see ever in my life like or what kind of bedding you keep this random ass thing on but i care about you know if you like almost died in indonesia like yeah yeah yeah. It's someone who's like traveled for a week who has enough stories to fill up someone who spent a whole <laughs> lifetime doing something else. It's like there's just some people have more interesting stories. stories. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily known. I yeah, mean, yeah. Even like Garrett, when we had Garrett on, it's like people knew him as a poor free kick guy. They didn't know he lived in Indonesia, almost died in a tsunami, all that shit. Like, yeah. He was just a dude before, and now he's like, "Oh, he's not just a dude now." He's seen some like shit. Wow! The most endearing part of podcasts, I think, is just learning about people and learning their personalities and just talking. Yeah, it's quite a cool thing, isn't it? Really, exactly. I think it is. I'm on a podcast, and I hate podcasts. <laughs> Don't you not? Do, do you not listen to them? Lisa. Can't, yeah, do oh. can't do it. I'm a devil like play them in the car and I just go to sleep. Like I can't Okay, here's a question for you. Do you listen to your own podcasts? Absolutely not. Oh, I do. I, I listen to it to self critique. 
to say, right, I can oh, do that better really and, and next time. <laughs> that's so intense. <laughs> no, I just said, just if, if I'm on a drive to a job and I'll listen to it and go, yeah, that worked well or that didn't work well, you know, I need to cut in that at that point when Hoss is talking about that because it makes no sense or Danny's been an, a, a, an idiot and I need to oh. cut him off. <laughs> oh, so that is it. <laughs> no, I'm oh. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> just usually about myself, I suppose, just going, you know what, don't ask that question again. Don't, um, too much because you keep on erming. <laughs> I am um, too much. I do that way too much. That's part of like I kind of wish I had that to like listen all the time and like improve constantly. Like, I would just over critique so much. I would just be like, oh, just my voice. I would just myself. be like, my yeah. voice sounds terrible. And I, I look terrible. Why did you say that? I would just, I would just end up not doing it. We all hate our own voices. I think. Yeah, though, and that's why I can't listen to it. Speak for yourself. <laughs> see, <laughs> see all, all the other podcasts, well, the majority of them tend to be American, and you all sound really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I listen to a UK podcast, it's like, oh, really? But do you know what I noticed when when we when Hoss started doing the early podcasts before myself and Danny got involved, I could hear that American podcast twang coming in and he and and he's just the way his his phrases would be quite sort of like taken from american podcasts and i'd be going look you're trying to sound american there we've recently started trying to do youtube youtube videos and every time and i'm gonna get my phone out just at this out so i'm filming and i have the sudden urge to go hey guys welcome to the youtube channel and i'm thinking no, because my friends and my family won't speak to me ever again. <laughs> hey, bros, we're here on our channel. Hey, hey, guys. hey bros. What's up, guys? So what would, what would be what, the what, of, what, of, 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 hey, guys? What's it with, really, apart from right? They go, what's up, guys? Welcome to another show of NPR. And you know, it's always really excitable. Like, English people are just boring and boring and miserable. We're not. Um, we're not. We just sound it. <laughs> but what 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 do you guys hear when you listen to us? Birmingham. <laughs> they're they're going to say we don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I never Shut never listen to your good. podcast in your life. You know, you're not that good. I don't listen. I I'm a visual learner. I can't just listen. You, you listen, listen to us when you're on our shows, don't you, Melissa? What? I said, you listen to us when you're on our shows. About 50% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's because I'm also looking at the chat. So I really do only listen to half the podcast I'm even on. So there you go. But Joe listens well, to you guys. Your answer. Let me give you a leg- more legitimate answer, I suppose. Uh, what do you hear when you listen to them, Joe? I think it's just English. weird how different yeah it's just how different the hobby is over there than it is that continues to be the like thing that stands out the most yeah and i mean it's the slang is obviously very different (laughs) but but the fact is i know what you're saying and i know you can use context boost but yeah and it's almost like it's weird that the problems are like exacerbated over there even though like I don't know. It seems like you guys have a lot more strife than than we do. Think it's like the in the hobby over here, we're a little bit uptight about it, and it's like 
I don't know. That's what I feel. You're a lot more relaxed over in the US, I think. What what I think should happen is that every American keeper should buy every English or British keeper a bottle of absinthe, and all of our <laughs> all of our problems will go away. Wait, have you been? I I, I think I need to add. Yes. I think I need to add one thing to that. For for all of our problems to go away, you, you should call you should call royals royals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more credit than they currently have in my. <laughs> <laughs> call them fucking sack pythons. For... Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's it. So we've offended the Scots, we've offended the Pikeys, and now we've offended all <laughs> royal python keepers. <laughs> uh, we frequently fall python keepers. <laughs> <laughs> Royal. Okay. Royal. <laughs> I can't. I remember. <laughs> it's gonna be a little. No, I have. I have so many good friends that are fall python keepers. I don't give a shit what you keep. It's just the fact that you're like a good person who has fun with their snakes or like. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Royal, royal pythons are lovely, lovely animals. You know, it's gonna be crazy with all the different morphs out there, and I think there's a lot of people that are in it for just the money and they're trying to create morphs for money, not apart, apart from sort of like looking after the animal. Um, you know, there's some beautiful, just normal royals out there me and, that are uh, lovely to have. Me, me and Hoss have had this conversation before. Royals are amazing animals. It's just the stigma that goes with them. Yeah, Couldn't so, keep them. Couldn't keep so, them because of it. Yeah, something happened the other day. So um, one of our listeners got in touch with Mike and wanted to buy one of his carpet pythons. And he was coming round to Mike's house. Um, so Mike told me, and I was like, you know what, I'm doing nothing. I'll come round as well. And we got talking to the bloke, and he's, he he doesn't actually that's a lovely away. guy, weren't he? Absolutely, absolutely fantastic bloke. And asking him, like, what, what do you keep? And he's like, oh, I've got leopard geckos, cresties, and I've got 12 uh, royal pythons. I was going to say ball python now. Um, <laughs> and I, and I was, he kind of like looked at me as if like, he was a bit embarrassed. Or, you know, I, I only keep ball pythons. And I quite literally jumped down his throat and went, do you enjoy keeping them? You know, do you enjoy keeping them? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, well, why shrug about it? If you enjoy keeping something, then fuck the rest of the world. Yeah. You, you enjoy keeping it. It doesn't matter how many there are. It doesn't matter how many people are breeding them. If you enjoy the animals that you keep, sod it. It's what it's about. But you put a big post about that, Joe, a little while ago, just saying, you know, people need to stop getting into animals because they think they can breed them and sell them get into animals that you really like whether it's the color of them the habitat they live in you find them interesting the way they the way they act get into something that you really really like because potentially you could have that animal for 25 years mm-hmm. yeah and, and I that, think that's something that i understand that if you're doing it as a as a business unfortunately you can't do but if you're doing it on our level like for fun, you can go really hard in a species. And there are people that can go like niche, niche of a species and still make a full living. But I think it's hard. You know, most people have to play to the market, whether, yeah. especially, I guess, in the U.S. particularly. So it's like sometimes you get discredited when you're kind of working with what you like. And I understand that, like, sometimes the market takes a, dirt, a downturn on what you like. Corn snakes didn't mean shit for, like, 10 years the last 10 years and all of a sudden yeah yeah care again (laughs) do you think that's people like you though joe that are uh, are sort of like giving them a bit of an uplift and going do you know what 
these are cool animals. People listen to people who are doing podcasts and 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 uh, are quite um, big characters online. If you start talking about them as as cool animals, then that could change people's perceptions. Well, I just don't want them to be seen as like, oh, you have a corn snake. Like that's what everyone has, and they're very very easy to keep. And yeah, they are easy to keep because they're we like that. I like that they're, they're easy. E- yes, of course they're easy to keep. That's good. Why is that all of a sudden like a, a dick thing. measuring contest over what's harder uh-huh. to keep? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I keep oh, and- to keep too, but like that doesn't mean that I'm better than you. It's just I like <laughs> She's stroking him. Let's calm, try and calm him down. <laughs> calm down. Yeah. But- he's, like, he's like, get off me. <laughs> first time keeper that they're going to be much better but you're absolutely right joe is yeah he doesn't make you a better keeper because you're keeping a species that's harder to keep than than a species that's not if you're keeping that species well and right there's no difference and they're cool as fuck because they've got beautiful colors can I, can I just tell you, someone on the chat has just said the best thing in the world. So Ryan <laughs> just said, we all need... Danny is amazing. No, not quite. Uh, we, all, <laughs> we all need ducking. He's polite. He didn't swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We all need ducking, chondros, and ring pythons. I totally agree. Um, that is the way forward. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> but you all need what you need. Appealing. Very, very appealing. Yes. And they're like uh they're kind of a colubrid. <laughs> they're they're similar in a sense as the fact that it's a python who has a skinnier head and is not really like I don't know, it's that python I can get down with. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> is that a Bismarck? Yeah, Bismarck is like a corn snake. A- apart from the, the Bismarck would eat the corn snake. <laughs> you guys just yeah. don't know what a colubrid is because you're in the UK and you don't know the facets of that. They're not all corn snakes, man. Just watch um, when, when you get an expression, when you get quite expressive, just watch Melissa's face, Joe, because you keep you've poked her in the eye twice. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times, I have to put a hand up sometimes. It's exciting. <laughs> um, well, we're definitely way over There's two hours. Ring pythons. What's going on? Oh my god! Um, Hoss, Hoss is just Hoss is selling his ring pythons, aren't you, mate? This needs to screenshot something. I'll send it. Yeah. Thank you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> god damn! Hand it on. Wow. Um, okay, we're definitely uh, have kept uh, you guys way over two hours. I'm fucked up. I'm gonna be honest, guys. It's uh, it's it's, <laughs> yeah, it's half it's half past eleven on a Sunday evening over in the UK. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah. I've had Sorry. I've had multiple messages off my wife saying, "Can you just keep it down a little bit?" <laughs> <laughs> what was your reply? No. I haven't, I haven't replied yeah. yet. <laughs> Mike, if you want to come stop at my house tonight, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's the new dog house. Do you lose the lights in your house? Uh, yeah, 
it's on a timer. Uh, it's bedtime, basically. <laughs> mom, mom turns off main power at 6 p.m. Well, <laughs> oh dear. Are you going to do an outro or what? You seem like you were going to do it. Yeah, but then you weren't participating in it. Oh, sorry. Can, <laughs> can we can we say a massive thank you for inviting the time? You can we, say we, whatever you would like. No, you yeah. cannot. <laughs> yeah, we would we'd like to say a massive thank you for inviting us on because we did all get a little bit excited, didn't we, Danny? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> 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 he basically forced you into it, Joe, though, didn't he, on the last pod, the podcast that you came on onto, onto our show. And he was like, yeah. we haven't been invited on your yeah. show, have we? <laughs> 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 but thank I you. I think yeah, it's great it's as good. well, because Joe said that he doesn't know whether he can kind of like... <coughs> All right, Danny, calm down. Sorry, um, babe. <laughs> Joe was saying, like, you know, he d- he's not quite sure if he could like banter with us because he doesn't know us that well. Um, I think you've kind of realised now that you can and you have. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And I think that well, the three of us at Reptile and Chill are going to go to bed now and we're going to have to uh, lick our paws and definitely look at our wounds because we have been hurt many times. <laughs> um, I, think, I think we need to address the fact that. I mean, we had the, I, I forgot what I was going to say, to be honest, but I told you that I was, no, no, this is what I was getting for in the beginning. I told you that we were going to have this podcast and I was going to actually get drunk. And <laughs> you did. I, I surpassed my expectations. I mean, you honest, delivered. You definitely I, delivered. Come on, guys. I did it. Everyone. Well done. Did, you know what? Me credit. Slow clap. Good, very, very a good slow clap. Uh, yeah, can we can we just do it slower now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at what you've done. I'm going to live with this podcast for the rest of my fucking life. But that <laughs> from that the ground is. down, available on all good podcasting platforms. <laughs> <laughs> I want some of that vodka, man. That's uh, that's all cool vodka. If you run out of vodka, yeah, you've run out, haven't you? Gone. Yeah, it's done. Well, yeah. See, that's disgusting, man. That's... <laughs> there was only a little bit. There's only a little bit in there. There's only like that much in there. No, that's like a that's like a quarter of a bottle for those who aren't seeing. You're gonna sleep really well tonight. Yeah. Do you know what's really bad as well? Like you pan round and that's what that's all you see. <laughs> like <laughs> <and balls. laughs> okay, so this is a great outro. Thank you to all three of you for coming on, especially at the late time it is there now. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for having us. The late time it is there now, yes. That was a weird sentence. Yeah. I get it. It's okay. It was English playing. Get it. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just quickly say as well? It's lovely the way that the podcasting community is supporting each other at the moment. You know, it's 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 a million miles away from the hobby that everybody wants to sort of like have a dig at everybody. But I feel that the podcasting community is all getting together and helping each other out, and that's lovely. I guess peace, love, easy. peace and love, peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> we can get along with the system. but yeah that is the one place where it's like 100% positive and we all support each other but yeah we make jokes but it's all in good fun 
and I don't think ever anyone would ever think like I actually like don't like NPR when I oh like, like when we talk when you talk about beating them yeah. yeah that's just my own little like Napoleon complex going on if we were talking about throwing people around <laughs> like ramming <laughs> a member of NPR and throwing him tossing him in the air what's wrong I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see what's wrong person. with that. <laughs> just a carnival game. Yeah. You won't be able to say hello to him in mid flight, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> Poor guy. Um, if someone wanted to reach out to you guys, what's the best way that they can do that? I'd, um, I'd advise them not to after this podcast. <laughs> um, but we are like this. <laughs> what are you doing? Come um, on. Reaching out. Reaching all the stars. <laughs> right, okay. So we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Pulse is nearly asleep. Oh well, I'm dying. Um, <laughs> whatever platform you use, type in reptile and chill. I think we're a majority of them. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I tried it on Pornhub, it worked. Uh, yeah, not yet, yeah. not yet. <laughs> nah, Red Tube. Um, <laughs> if you do want to help support our podcast, all of the money that we raise goes to Mental Health UK. If you go on to reptileandchill.bigcartel.com, you can look at our t-shirts and hoodies and whatever and whatever kind of crap we're trying to sell you. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. And uh, if if we don't see reptile and chill hoodies and t-shirts around the US in the next week, we're gonna be we're gonna be disappointed in uh, from the ground up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. From the ground. Do you know what? We're gonna get some reptile and chill t-shirts sponsored by from the ground down. <laughs> I think it's them that should get that, that from the ground down sponsored by reptile and chill. <laughs> they they keep our podcast going. <laughs> so where can you reach us? Why don't you just say it? I felt like that was a good transition. I was trying to be a radio guy for a second. And it didn't work. Hey, pythons.com <laughs> If you want to check out some excellent colubrid, and we have t-shirts available if you're interested. For patreon.com slash whatever the fuck it is. Guys, would like to support us? That'd be fucking sick. Wow, that's so cool. I still, I still love this. This is still a big thing for me. Go to portcitypythons.com to check out some cool colubrids. What? Pardon? If you're constant trouble in life, you got to change that name. Done. Too much invested. <laughs> we can't outro the show. What are we doing? Of course, you did it. Um, did it. Did it. Oh, also, I meant to say this in the beginning, but Ooh. for our listeners, we have a lot of foreigners coming up. So, <laughs> like you guys, very, very foreign. Very foreign. <laughs> <laughs> very foreign. <laughs> to be honest, I've got a good. Um, I've got a good caption for this podcast when you put it out um, from the ground up. Um, we welcome Reptile and Chill, and we try to offend as many people in the world as we possibly can. <laughs> Including David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it, done. Oh You're finished. God. Okay. Right. Yeah. What, not Americans? Is that what you want me to say? Like... 
just calling them foreigners, I think. All right, so who are we going to We have a on? lot of people in different time zones. That's Real a great, forward. there you go. That's a good PC. <laughs> All over the world. All over. All over the world. So essentially, they're going to be on. So on just... random We're branching out to other countries. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't think there was anyone that could do a worse American accent than Hoss. And there it is. Is there that it is. Oh my god. That's loads better than Eleanor. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like Eleanor to do the outro for you? you I think, so. I think you should. I think she should. Hi guys, this is Eleanor. Thank you for checking out From the Ground Down. It's been an absolutely fantastic podcast this evening. Ask really needs to go to bed because she's got work in a couple of hours. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> You hang up now. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. is it that easy? I'm British accent. <clears throat> hey, y'all. That's what I want to say. Why did you do y'all for a British accent? <laughs> I can't. She's silly. Oh, thank you so much. This is Daniel Haas coming from your red call and chill. And I'll thank y'all so much for coming so out. I said, y'all. Y'all, what the fuck? I am on pissed off, pissed off. <laughs> For all y'all to be here for all of our bullocks getting on about this outro on our podcast, I would thank you all for coming. Pikeys, gypsies, the like, thank you all for joining us. For www.uk.co.co.uk.thequeen. queen. That is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm having that as my next email address. Oh. For being um, here. Okay, well, I was trying to finish my. You have such a better show if you're in the UK, dude. So. <laughs> what? We are going to. Oh. Have- <laughs> <laughs> oh. A lot of That's amazing. In the future. Hey, Hoss. <laughs> Next time, next time you feel for any reason that we might be, I don't know, unstructured, right? <laughs> <laughs> just revert, revert back to this podcast. <laughs> can I, these, can these I, guys have got like three years on us. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that the aim for us coming onto the show was to destroy Joe? That is true. That is true. If anyone wants it has worked. Yeah, if anyone anyone wants to tick the box, it's been done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really do it. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Brilliant. Sorry. There's the pot. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm taking um, Jesus, take the wheel. That's a country <laughs> stop for all you kids. <laughs> I don't understand. Now, it's, now, we're, now we're adding to the offended list Jesus, the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know, who sings that? Song? I don't even know. Uh, Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Underwood. If y'all yeah. don't know Carrie Underwood, if y'all don't know Carrie Underwood, she doesn't know a lot of foreigners, I bet, but we will know a lot wow, soon. We will know a lot soon. So the podcast will not be on our normal Monday time for the next couple of weeks. It will be on random times, but thank you guys for We're supporting us any any time and any place. Well, not place. Any time we have this podcast. <laughs> wow, we did it, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming here. Of course, it is. I said Port City Five too many times. Port City Cons. Oh, I see you guys later. Bye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>